Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Hey, listen, let's promise each other something right here and right now, okay? No matter what happens, if we become huge stars or we end up hitchhiking back to Riverdale, we will always be friends first and a band second. Friends Friends first. I swear on my podcast. I I swear swear on my my podcast. Yay. (laughs) We're the only podcast where we're all in the picture on our bus license or whatever. Hashtag two friends first. (laughs) Yeah. But guess what? I'm Griffin Newman. Uh, David Sims. This episode isn't about us. No. We've handed off our checkbook. Sure. We've given someone else the choice. Uh Uh-huh. Because usually this show is blank check. Called blank check. (laughs) It is. Twist, it's still still called blank check today. Mm -hmm. But usually it's about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. Sometimes they clear and sometimes they bounce. Pussycat. Yes. But today, as we often do in between miniseries, we're giving someone else the reins of the show. They have the blank check to choose whatever movie they want. And our guest today, A, is kind of... Part of the family. I wasn't going to say kind of part of the family. Yeah. She's 100% you were, yeah, a yeah. Part, of part of the, the family. family. 100%. She's kind of... I was going to say, she's kind of been the silent voice in this podcast all along. Yeah. Because she's so responsible for everything outside of the recordings themselves. You and could say like my voice stuff. was kind of like under the track a little bit. Underneath yeah. the track. Oh, oh, I see there. what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? She's kind of been there the whole time. Wait, wait, wait. Just first. What are you saying? <laughs> no, no, I get it. Do you need me to make my point four more no, times? No, 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 I get it. I get it. <laughs> and, and if there was ever any doubt that she belonged here in this studio with us, it was eradicated the second she came in with her choice because, yeah. boy, did she choose the single best American film of the 2000s. Yes, that's what it is. Accurate. Uh, a Harry Elfont, Deborah Kaplan joint. The last one? I know. Sort of a bummer. It's a massive bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what they could have become. I, th- I feel like there's an alternate universe in which they would be good miniseries subjects if they continue to make movies like this. Well, we could follow their writing career because they wrote more movies they just never directed it even took a while for them to get another script produced uh they had a gap right you know made of honor they survived christmas oh right they survived christmas they leaped a year yeah they they leapt a year yeah they survived christmas but the american public didn't the american public did not survive christmas (laughs) did not take them as their maid of honor (laughs) and kind of blew off leap year they waited four years for it to go on they they skipped the leap year yeah (laughs) So this is their peak. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a film. It's, Wait a second. Have we introduced our guests? We're no. all over the place. No, she is. Good start already, guys. Mm-hmm. No, we're doing great. She is the fourth member of the Blank Check family. Yep. Final. Did she, no one else allowed? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Good. We no shout her else, out every week. Yeah, yeah. No one else fits in the bus pass. No. No. Yeah. No. And you're you're kind of short. You can you can get hey. in there. We can all cram in there. Hey, shut up, Tolly. Yeah. I'm so tall. <laughs> Fucking dummy. Our our guest today is the perfect height, the height of all intelligent people. <laughs> Under five foot seven. Sure. 
the classiest of heights, Ange Fukuda. Hi. Is our guest today. And Ange, what movie have you chosen? I have chosen 2001's Josie and the Pussycat. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Thank you for yelling off mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats. An Elfon and Kaplan. Ian, Ian K. <laughs> if, if I... Elfin Cap. If I ever had... Elf Cap. Uh, yeah, Elf Cap. If I ever had a Griff's Choice... Which it's about time because I never get to put. You just don't get my to, thoughts on that. You don't get to say what you think. I can't get a what word in. What does Griffin analyze. like? We right. Just don't know. It exactly. never reflects. What my are interest. his tastes? I no idea. Know. Like remember that time that you said, "Please let's do a Hotel Transylvania episode this year," and <laughs> we were all like, earlier. "Griffin, no, we will not." Please, I cry about it every single night. <laughs> Uh, by the way, as as a topical episode, uh, somewhat, I should mention the fact that I uh, pointedly was. <laughs> Not nominated for a Saturn Award this Wait, year. Wait, you weren't? Yeah. Wait, did that just come out? It came out a couple weeks ago, but it made no splash in the news, so most people will be hearing this for the first time. Wait. No rings for you. When you say pointed, <laughs> I mean, did they mention that they didn't nominate you? They nominated. They specifically said at the nomination ceremonies and did not Did they nominate Griffin Peter? Newman. No. They nominated, they nominated new media superhero series. That's the only nomination that Tick got, which is fucking bullshit. I mean, also, that should, category is should bullshit. That be a category. That's what I'm saying. That category. I'm gonna, we're going to go into that in a second. Is bullshit. Mm-hmm. They nominated zero performances. No Yara Martinez. No Valerie Curry. No Peter Serafinowicz. Also, I mean, I'm and I'm not trying to rub it in here. But they had eight nominees. Thank you. That's where the pointedly comes in. And one of them is someone. No offense to this person that I've literally never heard of. I believe they don't exist. And I don't mean that as any disrespect I, I, to this I, I, person. I just haven't heard of them. You can't disrespect them because they don't exist. And Oh, him. Okay. Okay. Who? You guys are so uh, catty. Carrie Payton, who is, which for, it's, it's, it's odd because there's the famous basketball player, Gary Payton. Uh, Gary Payton, he plays, um, uh, yes, I knew uh, that. he's in The Walking Dead and he plays, um, What's the character called? Like, uh, it's he's got a biblical name. Uh, yeah, Ezekiel. Oh, the that, guy with the tigers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a cool character. I don't know. Eight think, nominees. They've always we, let's run them down. Been five per field. Let's run them down. Let's run them down. <laughs> I just want to run them down because I think each six, one another I think dagger. Six to the of heart. them belong. Five. Five of them belong. Okay, so Nikolai Kosterwaldo in Game of Thrones. He's a gimme. He's he's okay. A, what right? is this category again? Best supporting, supporting actor. actor period. Now, period. And, in television. And, on television. And who, if we Ever. haven't made it yeah. clear, does the mm-hmm. social media and runs the Twitter feed. Yeah. And a genius. She's a genius. Yes. And we're going to praise her more yes, in a second. Wait, please but this do. is very important. Got it. Because let's point out that Ange, Ange, Ange also didn't get nominated for a Saturn Award this not. year, which is fucking Rip off. bullshit. Not Campaign fail. And they had a category that was best social media for a comedy <laughs> slash film criticism podcast, and there were 15 nominees. <laughs> so, Ange, yeah. do you agree with me that Griffin's really the lead of the tick? Yes. Okay, so no, I don't know why he's campaigning for supporting. You know what I mean? Yeah, Number two on the call sheet. Sure. Uh, it's me and Rooney Mara. He was trying to sneak into supporting. Rooney Mara rules. I think mm, I there's know. zero chance I had a break into lead. You don't think you could display Seth MacFarlane in The Orville? Hey, look. For was acting. That, is that a show that exists? It's a show that exists. Hey, okay. Hey. Seth MacFarlane was nominated I for his acting. Phenomenal just performance. a poster like on 14th Street. <laughs> yeah, that's what but it is. Apparently Best poster on 14th TV Street. Yeah. It's a shoe in. 4,000 nominees in that category. <laughs> There's a lot of posters of Booking yeah, too. All right, so here are the nominees. Nikolai <laughs> Coster Waldo, he's in Game of Thrones. Sure. Yeah. Throw him sure, in. Yeah. Where's Waldo? Got it. Kit in Haring. that category. He's, <laughs> he's there. 
Yeah. Kit Har- yeah, I don't know. Well, Kit Harrington in Game of Thrones, who I think is a lead. I think they're saying everyone so everyone is campaigning. I think campaign they're saying ensemble. The dragon is lead. Yeah. Sure. All right. So and he's a gimme too. Doug Jones in Star Trek Discovery. The guy's a sci-fi legend. He's very good on Star Trek. And I'll say from D- David just on. spilled water. Caps on, caps on. From the one yeah. year that I was someone's plus right. one to the Saturn Awards yep. in yeah. 2008, Doug Jones is like the Jack Nicholson of the yeah, Saturn exactly. Awards. Right. Everyone's Everyone like, makes Doug, Doug Jones. Good to see you. Right. No, but he wears like a very brightly colored vest. Good for him. Because like, he, can. he can. I mean, if I were Doug Jones, I would just like wear whatever the fuck I want yeah, all Doug the Jones time. Doug Jones and his body can well, I mean, he's drape just any clothes. Covered in like goop. He's and, a wicker man. Like. Stuff all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's right, also yeah. so he should, Yeah. He should dress to the nines because right. Usually he's right. Yeah. He's a fish man uh, blocked out from the world. But so, everyone makes jokes about him. He does bits from the audience. He kills it. Great right. nomination. Totally worthy. So he's he's in right. Yeah. So that's three. Okay. Four. He's Mike, gonna win. He's gonna win. By the way. Sure. Yeah. He's really good on Star on Trek. The he's genuinely yeah. great on Star Trek. Uh, Mike. Number four. Michael McKean and Better Call Saul. I'm not sure why that gets into the Saturn. Thank you. Great performance. Totally deserving of a nomination at the Emmys. Yeah, which I think he gets those nominations. Like, he's been nominated at the Emmys. But, like, they nominated Frances McDormand for Best Actress for three billboards. I mean, are they calling, like, film noir a genre? Like, sort of? They said. Hmm, All right. Anyway. Get out. All right. So that's four. Sorry, that's, that's four. And then the fifth and I hope he wins, is Miguel Ferrer in Twin Peaks, The Return. Yeah. So That's phenomenal. Lovely. And, right, rip. Right. Uh, all right, then Carrie Payton in The Walking Dead. Okay, fine. He I mean, he's okay. Cool. He looks cool. He's, he's fun. He's fun. Right, okay. Christian Kane in The Librarians, the guy from Angel, like in a TNT show that's a miniseries. No comment. I don't David, know. describe my face right now. Uh, he's like confusion. Mm, yeah, kind of a bemused. Uh, yeah. No comment. Evan Peters, an American horror story cult. I mean, I mean, come on. You know, it 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 gets rough there at the end. I think you should have been in there. I think so. And they didn't nominate. Uh, yeah, and then in actor, yeah, John Bernthal. Bruce Campbell, he must be another Nicholson type at the Saturns, right? Yeah. He must be on like the Board of Governors or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hewen and Outlander, which you can't disrespect Outlander. Uh, I think Bruce Campbell might be more of the Robin Williams. Sure. Right. Where he comes up on stage right. and does like a 20 minute. Are you, are you into this band, by the way? You into this? It. Cool. Yeah. Uh, no. Jason Isaacs, <laughs> Andrew Lincoln, Kyle McLaughlin. Okay. Those are all, you know. Yeah. Uh, How many people are on this list? Eight. They've always been a five per category show, and this year they're like eight suddenly. It's a little rude. Yeah, it's a little rude. But luckily you were nominated in Best New Media Superhero Series alongside four Marvel shows on Netflix and Future Man on Hulu. Very weird. Because then the Best Superhero, they have a literal Best Comic to Television series, right? Uh, They have a Best Comic to Motion Picture. But oh. they, I think they've removed. I think this is just the new title. And then they have best superhero TV series and best new media superhero TV series. So the best superhero right. TV series is just that's your, five your, Berlanti shows. Well, they had they had seven nominees this year. Jesus Christ! You know that's yeah, but yeah, your Arrow, your Flash, your Supergirl, right? All and that, then new media know. is every Marvel Netflix show that has season us and Future Man. Yeah, I. This Past is a fun fu- intro, guys. Right? Past, I'm loving it. Past and future guest friend of the show, Sam Regal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Texted me and said, Past my life. condolences about, and future, <laughs> about the Saturn Awards. Life is hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I went, ugh, I didn't get in. But I was like, I'm going to open this up, and I'm going to be happy to see that 
Jackie Earl Haley got nominated. Sure. I thought they or would Peter give or whatever. So, right, right. And then the fact that, you know, I just think I got to cast a pros on our show, a show that shouldn't be made because no one should ever make a TV show. Excited for season two? So pumped. <laughs> All right. So that's the Saturn recap. Yeah. Over with. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not all about like the glory and fame though, Griffin. No. I think you should just worry about being yourself. Sometimes it's it, a lesson it's of about a, being of yourself. A movie. The friends that you've been doing mm-hmm. the work with for uh-huh. years. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The friends who like one day years ago I'm looking at the Twitter feed and I think I literally said to Griffin, like, that's funny. Like, are you doing the tweets? They're funny. And Griffin was like, I'm not doing any tweets. What? Are you kidding me? Dun, dun, dun. Like, literally, like, literally, like, and Ben was like, no, that's Ange. That's Ange the Hi, intern. That's yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Way back in the well, day. I think it was the, the almost famous was like my. Was that your debut? Well, because I, I wanted to say I started. So I interviewed with Ben in like April or something. Of 2016, Ben is not Come remembering on, this at all. Those brain cells together. Come that on. sounds right. That Come sounds on. right. And yes, that's so like early-ish right. into when we're blank check, not a Star Wars. And podcast. this, and this yes. was back in the UCB days. So yeah. you were yeah. interning for UCB, not Correct. for my our second podcast. internship. Right. Yeah. Yes, I uh, and then I ended up being the only intern for the podcast. Worked for like eleven other shows, mm-hmm. but you guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I had the most fun with like your show, and then I think it, we had just started James Cameron, sure. just wrapped up on the Wachowskis, sure. um, and like almost famous. I was like obsessed with as like a teen. Ben's yeah, we're making content. Yeah, I was making content. I I made the like listen to blank check with a that, candle burning. I remember that. Right? Yeah, and I was I remember like, you being like, that was great. And that I was, was so like, good. Yeah. I was like, Griffin must have made this because he loves Almost Famous, but no, no. it wasn't great. No, it was me. I even remember. I love Almost. I remember famous. you photoshopping space scams off of space like a Richard is Lawson my joke. Yeah. Proudest work. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was great. great. That's on yeah. my LinkedIn page right now. <laughs> I mean, Ange came in and we barely had this like network at UCB running. You know. Yeah. And it was I was literally just, a closet. It was a closet. It was a closet that Ben lived in, and he wasn't yeah. going crazy. No, I was losing my mind. And uh, <laughs> so I was so thankful to have Angie's intern. She was so great, and basically established how to like support the show with social media. That was all Ange. All Ange. Because social media was terrible up until yeah. that point. Yeah, you guys it had was, no followers. What, what was it? Like, I don't even remember. what We, we just sometimes had a Twitter account. Did you post episode links? And that was yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was really great at developing what the blank check feed is now. Yeah, the voice. And the voice and was so great that I was sad to see her go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, do you want to maybe like stay involved with the show? After run of internship, we were like, what if we bring yeah. to the fold? I'm not no, going to lose yeah. this one. Intern She's the too fold, good. more like. Intern Whoa. the fold. Yeah, that's right. A movie, Nancy Myers movie. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I think I just, your show is definitely like just the most fun to jump into. I remember the first episode I listened to was uh, The Force Awakens because I was low-key obsessed with it as soon as it came out. And then was like, I remember like asking, I had like notes about like, like in case Ben asked me, or like, what are some ideas for like episodes or something? And I I had some pitches that I don't think were like 
necessarily in line with blank check. But looking back, it's very funny because so many fans are like, you should do this. You should do that. And we're like, okay. And I'm like, oh, that's totally what I did when I started listening. But you you also had like a very matched sense of humor. Like you you have very parallel sort of like. Can I just say I I, I figured out you guys' voice very easily. Just kind of nailed it down. If I can just best sum it up. A little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh-huh. there was there there is a blank you who did say, um, but you guys were like David and the three chipmunks. You're the three chipmunks. <laughs> right, David right. is David. Yeah, I, I'm I all think three chipmunks in one person. I right. can, <laughs> the angle I kind of just like very quickly figured out, just like in a in a Muppet baby scenario. Oh, <laughs> Griffin like, wouldn't know anything not exactly, about that. No, but just like okay, so like schoolyard version of you guys is. Griffin is like the little kid on the playground that gets like is a way too obsessed with his toys and gets like picked on. David is like the like big kid that looks like he could totally beat up Griffin and you think he's going to when his character is introduced, but he doesn't. And he's low key just as big of a nerd. Oh, yeah. And then and then (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Benny. Uh Benny's just like, I don't want to do a spit take. Ben's like the like low key. uh, Ben's the. Uh, stoner AV kid that like skates by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like. Yeah. And then joins the crew, and yeah, it was just very. You guys had a very good established dynamic that was like fun to work with on social media, and I think I just clicked in. You tweeted something right I thought was you clicked right in. You clicked oh, yeah. right in, <laughs> and then people started clicking like on those tweets Whoa. and follow. Um, yeah, we, we went from zero to. Followers. Like, yes. Yeah, yes. you guys had like 300 okay, man, when we started. All right, all right, all right. look up. I'm just, man. Oh, I'm saying we have like 5,000 hey, now. I know you, you should brag. Um, it's all thanks to you, you, Age. You tweeted something I thought was very cutting the other day, which was <laughs> in the midst of uh, Mar- March Madness voting yeah. when people were saying like, guys, we have to vote for this. This is our only opportunity to get Griffin to talk about Blank, and you said, I don't understand this line of reasoning as if, what was the example you used? As if we didn't, like, spend 20 minutes on the Muppets, like, in the opening of, like, a Christopher Nolan yeah, film. Like, exactly. you, we, the, uh, the movie miniseries does not designate that you will not talk about, like, the, the Transylvania right. <laughs> films. Right, like, which is why we spent 15 minutes talking about the Saturn Awards and a Jersey. Right, uh, an award show no one watches or cares about. <laughs> isn't televised, literally isn't televised. No. Yeah. They aren't ter- televised? No. They should televise them on, like, That's sure. true TV, right? Like, get them on yeah. a, a, a cable network. Well, it's like Spike should have, like, televised that instead of creating whatever their dumb oh, guy's yeah, the choice Spike awards. awards. Right. Dick awards. Yeah. Best dick. Yeah. <laughs> Best dong. <laughs> That'd be great if it was that, though. Yeah. Just that. <laughs> Who we think's got the best dick, but, like, you know. Just like it's a good dick. But it means if I <laughs> won, know. if I had won, I could have gotten up and made a really incendiary speech oh because it wouldn't have hit about the air. What? what about Trump? Yeah, I oh would have gone. I don't wow. think this guy should be president. Wait a second. An actor having a political opinion in <laughs> an award ceremony? I think hey, he's bad at his stick job. to Hollywood. I just want to <laughs> say something. You listen up, Doug Jones. Pay attention to me. <laughs> you know what I love? I love when people tweet at me and go like, oh, actors should stick to this. Get out of politics. You shouldn't weigh in on these matters. And then I go to their feed and all they tweet about is politics <laughs> and also tweet at people like Scott Bay and go, thank you so much for speaking about <laughs> politics. Also about a president who hosted a reality yeah. television show. I'm anyway. look up and see if Scott Bayo has any Saturn nomination. <laughs> <laughs> they probably fucking counted Charles in charge as a thriller. <laughs> it's a, it is a thriller. It is Who's a, in charge? Charles. <laughs> he has two daytime Emmy nominations, but no Saturn nominations. Charles, yeah. 
Uh, and they're so both for um, in that way. They're both for after school programming. Interesting. So we're right on schedule. Twenty minutes Great. in, barely talking about talked the about the movie uh, yes. we're talking about Correct. today. There were other movies you floated. There were the first one I sent to Griffin immediately. Tell me. We're back. Yep. A dinosaur, a dinosaur story. story. It was really fun. Which insanely, someone on the Reddit asked us to do. Really? Once. Yes. Yeah. And I noted that and put it in my brain. I it's was like, so weird. I was just like, I, we haven't done a lot of animated films. True. And it's just like very '90s, very strange. John Goodman is a dinosaur. Jay Leno's in it. Cloris Leachman is in it. Walter Cronkite is a wizard man who time travels, brings dinosaurs back to New York for the purpose of like bringing wishes to to children yes. in, in New York City. There's an evil man with a spiral eyeball. A couple other things yeah. I want to note. Well, uh, Julia Child plays a character yes. called Dr. Bleeb. Yes, yeah, she has very big glasses. <laughs> also, it's 72 minutes long. Also, it has four credited directors. It- <laughs> <laughs> it opens with John Goodman as the T-Rex playing golf. Also, came out <laughs> I weirdly also learned in the 1993. Mm-hmm. The, so it is the quintessential dinosaur movie oh, yeah, of 1993. Right. It came out before Jerry. It was produced by I owned Spielberg, the book right? it was based on yeah, okay, and I would yeah. read it a lot. Uh, I did not remember. I, I saw the child. movie about a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to note a couple right. a couple additional things. I wanted to roll oh, back the On top the of rock, those things? Baby. Well, okay. <laughs> right before you said, because I messaged you and said, we'd love to do an answer's choice. What do you think you would pick? And right. you said, we're back. Literally like three hours before, I was like, how did that song go in We're Back? And yeah. I watched Turn Back the Clock. Yeah. Or Turn Back the Rock. It, it's Roll Back the Rock and Turn Back the Clock okay. and sing this song with me. Right. The only song in a movie that is not a musical. But has one full musical number. Also, isn't there that they're, weird they're thing a, where like they're the dinosaurs? For context, uh, for the listeners at home, the uh, the dinosaurs are invade like some type of parade, a la Ferris it's, it's Bueller. The Macy's it's the Macy's Day 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 and then they, they pretend to be inflatable the people balloons. People watching think, that they're, think the they're inflatable. Advanced yeah. balloons of all time <laughs> that are able to Man's sing and dance. Mind cannot handle the truth. No, <laughs> Walter Cronkite, <laughs> especially in '93. Walter Cronkite and Kenneth Mars play brothers. One of them, the good doctor. One of them, the villain. Oh, their no, names are, their names? are yes. New Eyes and Screw Eyes yes. because one of them's got a new eye and the other one has a screw <laughs> for an eye. Sure. Screw Eyes. Also, I'm sorry. Profe- give them their ranks. It's Captain New Eyes and mm, Professor Screw Eyes. Yes. But this is he what has I, a doctorate. This yes. is what I really want to get to, He's okay? Professor yeah. Screw Eyes was supposed to be played by John Malkovich, right? And in the promotion of the oh movie, they were like Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Right. He Malkovich. dropped out very shortly before the film came out. Oh, they dubbed no. it over. No one knew why. I, can I read this to you from Wikipedia? Shoot. <laughs> Actor John Malkovich was originally set to voice the role of Professor Screws, but dropped out because of disagreements with the animator's vision of the film. <laughs> Upon the movie's release, Malkovich was a vocal critic of the project, <laughs> arguing that the scope of the script was not fully realized and that the final product was subpar to say the best. In a rare 2003 interview, Malkovich said, Good ideas go to die in Hollywood. I worked on an animated movie about dinosaurs, wonder which one, in New York. It was completely... <laughs> just, just to narrow it down. Yeah. It was completely bureaucratized. They took something that had art in it and put it in the laps of people that only cared about the bottom line and look what happened. Strong words about We're Back. And then he said, yeah, projects like We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, still being vague about which movie he's talking about. <laughs> right. They just make you sick. 
That's why I left this town. It's all about the money. The bottom line's disgusting. That was the answer to, so why do you live in France? Right, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah! I thought he lived in France because he, like, didn't want to pay taxes No, because of weird back of dinosaur. Maybe he didn't want to pay taxes on his salary for the movie that he quit. Right. Uh, all right, so there was. I feel like there was another one yeah. too. What was oh, the other one you thought um, of doing? Okay, so I was I was between Josie. So I would say very formative movies in my childhood. Sure, were uh, rented constantly at Blockbuster. Uh, were Josie and the Pussycats? Okay. Actually, three. Okay, yeah, Spice good, good. World. Sure, yes. Spice Which World. I, I would I say saw, is like also saw in theaters. Yeah, Spice World. But like reviewing Spice World would be like reviewing like a Hard Day's Night. Like yeah. it's it's a lot of lot of bits. It's an interesting it's also just a movie. movie. It's fun. Yeah. Alan Cumming also in that. I know. Right. Um, but, but not the villain. Yeah. Uh, so it was between Josie and uh, Charlie's Angels was very right. important. Which to is me. also a good pick. But I feel like this is like an undersung masterpiece. Right. Exactly. Charlie's Angels is like a kind of fun movie. That's like right. a fun. I think, like, yeah. I was, but like, of, you know, yeah. they both, <laughs> both Charlie's Angels and Josie and the Pussycats open with uh, all, the three main characters having like their names swoop across the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. They each get a montage. They're jumping in tra- on a trampoline, yep. presumably. Freezing in the sky. Trampolines were very in yeah. in the late yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Early That's 2000s. the uh, there's a car wash montage. Sure. Uh and in the end of Charlie's Angels, which like I watched at sleepovers constantly and like mm-hmm. pretended to like play instruments with my friends, was the uh they do Blink 182 in the credit scene. Wow. Right. The bloopers all real. Oh, I remember yeah. it. No, I do yep. remember that. Yeah. Yep. And yep. you know, Drew Barrymore, they're all just going crazy on those instruments none of them actually play mm, that it right. was the coolest fucking thing watch sure. it all the time mm-hmm. yep. um yeah so that was great and but i yeah i just as like a little girl who just like wanted to pretend to play and inst- like wanted to play instruments like this josie and charlie's angels were both very like strong in that also a very big fan of like the powerpuff girls mm-hmm. sure. totally spies Destiny's Wait, Child. I don't know that one. Trilogies. Like, <laughs> you like you like yeah. trios of strong, empowered I women who play music and or fight. Totally spies. I am now oh, reading it's, about it's this. It's basically it's like they Powerpuff Girls, cool, but, right, they're but they're teens spies. and they right. each have their own color. And like yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. Like I was the girl that like, like three that one Impossibles. That one didn't make yeah. it to uh, the UK. They had like a one. butler. It was in what, the, so they were just shoot out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, we're getting into cartoons. Griffin doesn't want to talk about them. Never, David. Your defense is that. Totally Spies didn't make it to a place where you presumably vacation. What do you? Yeah. What, why you, would that affect your ability to watch the were show? Were you gone for like how long, while I was in theaters? How or long something? were you there for? Two weeks at most. Yeah. A spring break. I grew break? up in Britain. I grew up in Britain. I grew up in Britain. This is so exciting. What? Guys. Do you know what? about this? I, I don't know. I've listened to the show for like two and a half years. This is news to me. <laughs> There, um, there's but, another yeah. commonality between Charlie's Angels and Josie and the Pussycats I'll get to later. Wink, wink. Oh. Wink, wink. But I also, I believe I've told this story on the podcast before. Josie and the Pussycats was my first date ever. <gasps> Interesting. Ooh. Sixth grade Griffin. Mm-hmm. First date. So first girlfriend. Yep. And it cast the die for the rest of my life because oh, she boy. kept on trying to get me to kiss her and I did not want to miss any of Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> any of these 98 minutes of fun. Yeah, wow. we broke up I think about two hours later. I saw this movie on a date as well. But really? I was I was fifteen, so I'm a little more like uh Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I knew what I was Man. doing. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I also March two thousand one, big, yeah, huge. big month for you guys. Business was booming. April two thousand and one, Ange, please. Oh. Said March was, on, am I wrong? Well, end of March. Maybe you saw it in April. April eleventh, two thousand and one. Yes. I was in America, in fact, when this Whoa. came out. Well, of course. I mean, that's where one lives. Now, now I mean, you're just being obtuse. Now, wait a second. I just said I grew up in Britain. 
<laughs> I was talking about something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, did, I didn't hear that. Joseph uh, and the Pussycats. Yeah. The best movie ever. The best film ever. Join the it's, Army. It's a great movie. Join the Army. It was a giant flop. Huge. Terrible. Uh, it kind of tanked uh, both Rachel the Lee director's Cook? career Completely. and Rachel Lee Cook's career. Which is so Rachel weird. Lee Cook's career might not have made it anyway, but it definitely tanked her career. I hardcore disagree with that. Really? And here's another, here's a hot take I want to say. I mean, right, I like her. I'm just Right saying, out the gates. You know. I think Rachel Lee Cook would be huge today. I'm narrowing my eyes at you. Isn't she currently still acting? She does She's in stuff. She was on a show. She Har- she Hallmark TV. Channel movies. No, she mm. was in Perception. Right, she was on TNT series for a couple years. Three. Since then, she's done like five Hallmark movies in a row. She does do a lot of Hallmark movies. Hey, man. Autumn and Summer in the Vineyard, so... I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I'm waiting for your apology. I'm going to throw my hottest take out right now. She oh, went boy. to the Vineyard twice. We still got spring and winter to go. 2001. Uh-huh. Best actress winner is Halle Berry for Monsters Ball. This is this is just silly what you're about to say. Rachel Lee Cook should have won Best Actress that's, for Joseph. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Rachel um, Lee Cook should have won Best. I don't think Rachel Lee Cook's the best in performance picture. in the Pussycats. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Of the three Pussycats, yeah, I wouldn't no. put her number one. But they'd be supporting. Rosario. They well, would be Rosario's key. I thought we were gonna go overall. In which case, Parker Posey. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. We need to. Yeah, I that's a think, whole other. Side I don't think Rachel Parker. Lee Cook is in my top five performances in this movie. Yeah, but this film would win four acting Oscars in a just world. Coming would take... Is he a lead? That's the question. I think it only wins three acting Oscars. There's not really a lead, man. Coming wins supporting. Rachel Lee Cook wins lead. And in a rare... (laughs) Tie. Yeah. Rosario and Parker split supporting supporting actors. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. And Alan M wins cutest guy in Riverdale. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Just because they are not allowed to mention Archie. Yeah. No, but Alan M was what, a big why character. Why weren't they allowed no, to mention Archie? Yeah, I was always curious about that. I don't know, but I just feel like they don't. So I feel like there might have been like Archie Comics was like, nah, hold you off on any Archie like mentions. These you can mention theory. Riverdale. You can mention Josie characters. Do you guys think if this movie was successful, they would have like spun off and done like Betty and Veronica? There, I mean, there yeah, were attempts definitely. to make an Archie movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there was like a TV movie that they did of like a high school reunion with the Archie kids. Now there's currently a TV show. Right. But, but I think uh, I, I remember there being a lot of talk in the '90s of doing like a Brady Bunch movie style. Oh, sure, like semi parody, an ironic, right? right. Yeah, yeah. The sequel out directed of time, by. Uh, no, these two directors did the Brady Bunch. Really? Well, yeah. What? Did you guys do your research, I, I guys? They, they did not. I think they heard the word directed. What? Hold on. Hold Very Brady on. sequel. Like, yeah. No. Listeners at home, the two nerds are searching. Hold on. I am it, was back. it was directed by Arlene Sanford. Well, the great Arlene Sanford. They wrote it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did they, write they, it. That yeah, was the first screenplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they also and wrote. So that led them to, they thought. Right. I we mean, did of that, course. We yeah. can do Logical. this musical right. out of Josie. They also wrote The Flintstones of Viva Rock Vegas. Yes, well, they did. And, and they also made Can't Hardly Wait, which right. is a pretty good movie. And was right. a good hit. And they were like, yeah, let's, it was a let's good test hit. these guys up. Let's see if they can move up to the major. Did you guys catch that during one of the. Um, when they're in Parker Posey's like secret lair, like there's like a little like high on screen that says, oh, yeah, that says like can't hardly wait is, is like underrated. Or underrated. Yes, yeah. Yes. It's very funny. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that moment alone just sums up like the whole the purpose whole of Josie and the Pussycats. Um, can't hardly wait. pretty good. I mean, I've seen it like eight times. 
But like it was also I've just one of those once. movies. That I've was seen on it a lot. no time. Yeah, I've seen this twenty five times. You'd like I this think one. you'd I know, like I, it. I could have seen it for research, but sure. instead watched Josie about like five more times. Yeah. <laughs> on top of the thousand times I saw it in my childhood. Uh, what I was going to say is that in a pre cinematic universe era, mm-hmm. if you were someone like Archie Comics, your goal was split this into as many properties as possible with very restrictive rights and sell them right. off, even if they don't get made. So it was like, Sabrina goes to TV. Right. We make and a joke in the is on movie. TV right at this moment. Right? They're, exactly. they're working yeah. on it. Yeah. But like, they don't want those characters acknowledging other properties because they want to make the money off of the sales of the rights. Okay. Because yeah. even if Archie doesn't get made, Universal sits on the Archie rights for like 20 years or whatever, right. and they're getting money for it. Uh, now everyone wants everything shaking hands, you know? Right. No, you're you're right. So there's no, apart from Riverdale, right. there's no like, uh, no, there's like further Archie girls. talk. It's all Josie characters. But I remember I was a big Hanna-Barbera kid. Uh-huh. So I would watch Josie and the Pussycats, the cartoon. Right. Uh, one of the best theme songs ever. Classic. Mm-hmm. And when the trailers for this came out and I was a big Rachel Lee Cook fan, I was like, okay, so they just made it into a movie what about- What are you talking about you were a big Rachel Lee Cook fan? You mean you <laughs> liked She's All That? Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Give me. Give it to me. I also liked The Babysitter's Club. Oh, I've never seen that. I also liked This Is Your Brain on Drugs. Isn't, wasn't that later that she did that? That was early. That was pre-She's All That. Rachel Lee Cook was the This Is Your Brain egg. This oh, Is Your yeah. Brain on Drugs cracked egg. Any questions? See, I was I was too old. Yes, I was already oh too cynical when she did that. Like I was like, that's fucking. Lame. I saw that egg and I was like, yo, I want to fry that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, drugs are cool. I, I didn't even think drugs Fuck were cool, but noise. even I was like, mm. I was like, fry me up, baby. <laughs> was were you a fan of the fact that she got selected by the Obama administration as a champion for change in arts education? Yeah, yeah, I loved that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she does a lot of animated. Like she does a lot of voice work. A fair no. amount. No, like a lot. I just wish she was still a big deal. I was a big Rachel Lee Cook fan. As I said, mm-hmm. the trailers came out and the trailers just made it look like it was like, this is a struggling band comedy. Right. And so I was like, okay, yes. pretty loose adaptation of the cartoon. They're just sort of taking the band thing. It's going to be like a fun right. rock comedy. And yeah. I remember very early on watching it going like, oh, this is a surprisingly good adaptation of the cartoon. Right. Because it's not like a Flintstones literal adaptation. But they still do solve a mystery. Right. You have both of the Cabots in it, Alan M. Like these supporting characters that most people would have cut because they're and, like, that's right. fucking dead weight. And then she straight up she, says, she had, I'm only in this because yeah. I was in the comic. Which I think is funny. Love. Great yeah. fourth wall break. Yeah, but it, but it like hits all the tenets of a classic Josie and the Pussycat story with the whole central cast. Also is one of the greatest satires of our time. Right, that's the thing. Un- it's unrecognized it's as a satire. Our generation's network. By Roger Ebert. How dare he? No, but that's my takeaway. We'll talk about this Roger. Is, this is network for the 2000s. No, it is. It's yeah. a very, very funny movie that is very, like, you know, it's pointing right at that exact moment in the culture. Yeah. Like, you know, in the manufacturing culture. No, they very, culture. they very specifically wanted to I mean, the opening. Without being too mean, which is my favorite part. Like, it's not even like some like, fuck you guys. No, but it's like, you know, it's just like funny. It's making fun of the things we all love. The music video with DuJour. I love DuJour. Straight ripoff of uh, Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. way, Where they're also on a. The fish eye lens and the the private jet runway. Yeah. Um, lover. But but the, it opens yes. with a song about butt sex. I know. Can it does. We, this so Should we start subversive. with the movie? Are we going with the yes? Like right, right. away. The movie, the movie starts as all sex. great movies start with Justin Chatwin yelling straight into the lens. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Luckily, that's it for him. Yes. He's in and out. Yes. I can handle Justin Chatwood if he's in the first 10 seconds of the movie. He's the fan who's like, I love them. Oh, like brothers. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but this movie, someone pointed out mm-hmm. on uh, on the Reddit when Angie posted the schedule and people saw this episode was coming up. Yeah, this was shot by Maddie Libatique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming off of Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah, when everyone's like, "Ooh, this is the hot new cinematographer. This guy's pushing shit." And at the time, everyone involved in this movie was written off as like, "Oh, they're slumming at paycheck." He's doing interesting work in this movie. This yeah, is he an is. interesting looking movie. And it's a rare comedy that is, especially within the studio system, super stylish, super visually distinctive. Yep. And all of that aesthetically lines up with the yep. comedy, supports yep. the comedy, makes exactly. it funnier. Yeah, no, I agree. So the beginning is this perfect aping of that music video style right. with them going from out of focus, like gauzy right. silhouettes into really like cheesy choreography, like not a lot of effort put into it. Right. And singing this is directly into the lens. Let's get our four biggest stars to do our cameos at the top of the movie. Seth Green. Faison. Meyer. And then the fourth guy. Um, who's the, the only the one who could guy, come Alexander back for Martin. the end of the movie. I know. Yeah, well, Faison, Green, and Meyer are all in Can't Hardly Wait, I'm pretty sure. I believe. Yeah. Meyer, who married the director. What? Wow, I'm dropping knowledge You're on right. you guys. You're right. Yeah, they got divorced. They got divorced in bad. 2012, but they married in 2001, right after this movie. Good I for always them. thought Eflon and Kaplan were no, they're a couple. Not, they're they're not just a, a good creative buds, team? I guess so. Eflon Kaplan. Wow. That. Wow. Mater. Wow. Melissa, are you here? You're back? Wait, we haven't done all those bits yet. No. <laughs> Melissa, we're going to do a bunch of bits with you later? Wow. <laughs> this is nuts. Okay. Yep. Um. So, Breckenmeyer's cute. Yeah, he's a cute guy. That's he's got the face. Pick. He's mm-hmm. doing the hot face. But, bud sex du jour. Stole it from Seth Green. Everyone loves it. Right. Right away, the movie is leading with one of its strongest qualities. Yeah. Which is, this movie gets the music so fucking right. So fucking right it's one of the greatest soundtracks in the history of film because all the songs in the movie essentially are the fictional songs by the band other than playing like love will keep us together for like 15 seconds like a couple sort of uh you know uh diegetic moments yeah produced by babyface babyface Mm -hmm. letters from cleo Mm -hmm. letters to cleo sorry um was no, Fonza Wayne wasn't responsible for the Dijor stuff, right? Because I know they did. Uh, the lead singer of Fountains, Fountains of Wayne, yeah, um, uh, wrote "Pretend to Be Nice," I believe. Okay. Oh, okay, because okay. he also did uh, that thing you do, right? He Another. Was, so yeah, I was thinking about that great fictional band of mm-hmm. film, the Oneaters. Yes, he they was kind of running the song. table, right? right. Yeah. Um, but they they put together a really good group of people, and the two things I love are that. Say for one example, which I'll point out just a moment from now. Oh, boy. I think the songs are genuinely good. Yes. They're good parodies of the types of songs at the time without yeah. losing quality. And other than Seth Green, I think every vocalist they hire actually sounds like it could believably be the person singing. <laughs> Seth Green, though, like, yeah, very Seth specifically, is it is, it, it almost seems like very, like, that's like the punchline is yeah. that he, he's got a feather boa on. Right. Jumps in front of the screen and this like beautiful voice comes out and you he's know it's Luttrell. not Seth Green. He's the Brian He's the songbird of the group. Right. right. But it's it works. Uh, yeah, but like the Rachel Lee Cook is like dead on. It yeah. is. Yeah. Kate yeah. Hanley of Letters, yeah, Letters, Letters to Cleo. Um, to Cleo. Well, so yeah. From so Cleo, I always forget. 
Well, what what happened was, I guess they um they had a different artist, and like she sounded like way too scratchy. Interesting. Right. They need to be pop punk, not like match up. Right. Yeah, and I guess um, lyrically, they were had just gone. Ten things they I hate broke about you, up. baby. They were in Ten Things I Hate About You, yeah. and then, yeah, they were, they were doing well, and then mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of when she was starting to get her own work. I guess she had just had a baby. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They played their last she show was in doing 2000. Background. Wow. Yeah, so she was like, all right, got to make that paper, and yeah. then they were like, okay, we need a new voice. We just fired this other person, so and it, it lined up really well, and I guess, so Rosario, also hilarious because Rosario can actually sing yeah. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. to everyone in the group, um, obviously would go on to be in Rent, but the three of them sang backup vocals. So that is actually their voices doing the like, ooh-wee, 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 and, and uh, they, tend to be nice. Yes, they, they're, I remember, because I watched the making of on the DVD a thousand Same. times growing up. It was really up. bad. But um, they show them at the final concert scene, like playing yeah. without the track. And mm-hmm. it's like, they did a lot of uh, lessons. Yeah, they, they, they learned how to look like they could be in a band. And yes. and you watch them doing it right. without the real track, and it doesn't sound great. But they're sure. able to they just play enough yeah. And, yeah. that visually they really the sell it more than most fake bands. I think. Sure. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that that doesn't matter to me because sometimes the real bands like didn't look fun. like they knew how to use guitars anyway. But that's what I I love that but this movie they feel yeah. visceral. Yeah. Um, visceral. That's what they are. Yeah. Visceral. Uh, so, going from Dejour's Music video onto the plane. Right. Things are tense. The target plane. The target, the target plane. plane. Which, um, this is one of those movies where like everyone fucking thought it was what it was making fun of. I remember when the they trailer really? came so out. They were ridiculous. not paid for. Yeah, I know. They didn't single were not paid except for Puma provided t-shirts for the concert scene at the end. Fair. No other payments. Nothing else. Yeah, no, I, I, I knew that yeah. part. Yeah, no. I think uh, this, this is my hot take on Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. Josie and the Pussycats is the sponsor scene from Wayne's World. Right. Yeah. If they made it a whole fucking movie. Right. Yeah. 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 And down and but then also expanding into the idea of they're being screwed over by the people who are just trying to like abuse their like their own weird special thing and the make thing it corporate. But this is the and problem. And Roger Ebert liked Wayne's World, gave it three stars, yeah. but a bunch Wayne's of World's girls do a fun little parody well, and it's dumb and stupid. I mean, I do think that's uh, something that doomed this movie. Very different. Is, uh, I do love Wayne's World. Well, Wayne's, not, World rules, no, but I mean, Wayne's, well, Wayne's World. Wayne's World is obviously satire because it's the right. SNL boys. Yada, right. yada, yada. But no, I do think uh, for one, this is like the height of like selling out fucking. So I, I yeah. hate sellouts. You know, Anti- like fucking pre-packaged. Like, I'm not going to shrink wrap smiley crest, face. Toothpaste. You, you read Rolling Stone. What a loser. <laughs> I read Spin, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, cool. Bob Guccione Jr., motherfucker. <laughs> Ben, Sorry. did you relate to the to the goth girl in the uh, oh, yeah, CD who gets store who gets thrown in, the van. in a van? <laughs> you were, you, so you were totally, annoying. So you were <laughs> at Virgin Megastore, but you were like, oh, God. Definitely. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, you listen to Blink-182? Uh, sorry, I listen to Mill and Colin. Ever heard of them? Uh, MXPX? Much? Oh, my God. Wow, um, what a cool dude. Yeah. Come on, who else? Who, else cool. who were your guys? Uh, my guys were the Ataris. Sure. Midtown. Oh. Jimmy Eat World. Oh, I saw yes. them do a jazz set once. <laughs> How were they? Jimmy Eat World? Good. Yeah? Yeah, they played the Blue Note. Did you like sour on Jimmy Eat World when they got big, or were you kind of like, they were my guys, I so I stuck with, with them. them. Yeah, yeah, uh, Saves the day, though. Yeah, sure. Through being wow. cool. Still holds up. You and Pilot should have a spinoff fucking... Oh. <laughs> My podcast, God, we just I, talk about this shit. Yeah, pop punk was such uh, a, a, a 
important part of my development. And watching this movie and being brought back to this time, sure. things were better. Yeah. No social Wait, media. Are you telling me you think that things were better when you were a teenager and you had all the energy in the world? Hey, what are you trying and to you were say, having sex David? for the first time? David, what are you talking about? You David, only on? 2,000 kids would understand this. <laughs> Wait a second. Only kids from the noughties. I do think that Ew. sexism dooms this movie because people don't take it seriously mm-hmm. at the yeah. time, probably because they're like, well, Josie and the Pussycats, that's like right. that Archie cartoon. Like, that can't be in smart, right? Like, but I even remember mm-hmm. when the trailer came out. Now, you're you're a young man at this point. Yes, yeah. I'm saying in the still emerging sort of film blogosphere. The film blogosphere. Yeah. Oh my god! It when, sounds like we should nip that in the bud if when, we have a time machine. When it was like, uh, you know, uh, QuickTime Apple trailers. Oh man, I used oh to download god. so many QuickTime Apple right. trailers that took like an hour to load. Medium quality, baby. <laughs> when like Enoch Cool and places were like fucking posting this trailer, everyone was like, "Oh god, this looks like a new low for product placement." Sure. Because right. people just saw in right. the images in the trailers that there were logos everywhere. Right. right. And then so that was sort of like preset in where when the movie came out, everyone was like, yeah, but it feels like they're kind of having their cake and eating it too. Uh, Which, no, they're not. They're just fucking eating cake. But what's so fucking funny about this is I was- And they stole the cake from the man. Well, (laughs) let's not give you too much credit. Well, I was so obsessed with this movie as a kid. And when I was a kid, like I probably watched this when I was like- Yeah, correct. How old were you when you first saw this movie? I don't, I was... Did you see it in theaters? Probably not. No, 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 no. no. I, this was like purely like... like a classic went, blockbuster. Went into blockbuster. Mm-hmm. My cousin was like, what do you want to watch? I'm babysitting you. And I was like, it's Spice World or Josie again. And she's like, again? And I'm like, yes. And but it also we sounds... Got Josie. If so you were scanning... Like probably eight. If you were scanning one? video boxes, you yeah. want to see three women on the yeah, cover. <laughs> That's what cool you wanted outfits. to see. You want to see Totally Spies, Charlie's Power Angels, Girls. Powerpuff Girls. You want to see yeah. three female characters together. I'm just I'm just like, if I look back at like all my favorite things, yeah. it was, yeah. It's I a would, triangle like, of ladies. I used to like fight kids on the playground over like who is cool, cooler, like the Pokemon or Powerpuff Girls. Oh, get the fuck and, out of here with the Pokemon. Hey, I, I, Pokemon. I, 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 Excuse me. One. Pokemon rules. Detective Pikachu. Two. Detective Pikachu is coming to solve the mystery next year. So look out for that. More like fart detective Pikachu. You know what I'm saying? Wait a second. Someone posted a great screen cap of the video game. And it was just apparently like Detective Pikachu. Do you hear something? What is that? Ben, I'm getting some weird feedback in my headset. It's like background noise. Do you see anything on the levels? Is anything weird going on? Ben, by the way, what's that big white machine you installed in the back of the studio today? Don't worry about that. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, that's just to make the audio better. It looks so shiny. Wait, make it crisper? Oh, he's mad at me. How dare you? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what that was, guys. No, it's no big deal. Nothing's happening okay. weird. Well, I get, I, yeah, we'll, well just go on with the podcast. To get us back on track. Uh, yeah. I am great, though, right? We all agree? Yeah, of course. That's sure, the best yeah, person yeah. in the entire world. He's okay. the new Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just suddenly, I'm just, Ben, your outfit today just looks fantastic. Yeah. I, thanks, You just guys. really pull I mean, it together. He's so, he's so pretty and popular. I'm compelled to wish you a hello fennel. <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks. Anyway, moving on, uh, Pokemon Go take a walk, more like it. <laughs> Pokemon Go hit the streets. I don't need it anyway. I'm going to send it to you. There's some yeah. great screen cap of Detective Pikachu, the video game, where he's just like sitting in a cafe drinking coffee, and the guy's like, he's not even a detective. He just wants coffee. Have you heard what Detective Pikachu sounds like in the Japanese game? We're off the rails. Like what the voice is? Yeah. No. 
Because he sounds like Danny DeVito. Oh, that sounds good. It's a Japanese Danny DeVito. That sounds great. Okay. Um, Uh, Anyway, Misty is an empowered character in the Pokemon cartoons who rules. Cool. One girl in the whole thing. Well, you know, Brock is, I mean. What? I mean, Brock is a, a, a... are you gonna say Brock female representation? No, I don't want no, no, I, I don't want to speculate on Brock's sexuality, but he was a very interesting character He's for me. He's one with the nurses, for yeah, goodness mm, sake. It's a little Hello, performative. <laughs> Sometimes I think Brock might be laying it on a little thick there. Look, there. Uh, so back to Powerpuff Girls, the superior television show. In my I mean, I, I loved Powerpuff Girls. I'm not really It was fantastic. Okay, well, my, my, my point being, I forget where I was going. I just, uh, yeah, I saw Josie when I was about eight. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me. Yeah. watched it all the time. What was so funny about it is I just remember being so obsessed with it as a kid, thinking they were so cool, loved all the music. Right, so you're and not even you watched, thinking about the satire, no, not right? not thinking about, I did not, I remembered like the McDonald's, you know, bathroom. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remembered like the Revlon room, but sure. like I didn't, didn't, and then, like, you watch it. I remember watching it again as a teenager and when I was older and being like, wow, there's, like, a lot of ads in this. And then, like, the more it got, I'm like, it's in every shot. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was totally on purpose. Oh, my God, this is an amazing satire. And it's just so funny to me that, like, I was the, like, completely clueless, yeah, like, child the, who just yeah. took it all in and was, like, just the music, not aware of, like, right. I'm going to buy Tide but later. you do love Starbucks. I do, yeah. Starbucks is a new Dunkin' Donuts. I just want to say that's odd because, like, this is a weirdly plotty movie and it's mostly about this corporate yeah. malfeasance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost Run shocking to me FBI. that it's entertaining to a child. Right. But it was just, it was very I fun. Know, but they're it playing is, music I've, and it's funny. It is so funny to think that, yeah, it was like, it was also targeted at children. But right. Like, and was it a PG 13 or was it? It I was PG 13 because that was a big deal. Yeah, because like, like someone says comics shit. fans. Yeah. Like, parents were like, they took Archie comics. This beautiful, pure thing, and right. said shit one time. How dare they? And now Riverdale, they're like, there's like a murder oh, cult, and they're so all like horny. bathing in each other's yeah. cum or I mean, whatever. So I don't know what they're God. doing on Riverdale. Sorry. Archie, hot Archie, <laughs> fucks. It's like on CW at six in the morning. Yeah, and, and I don't watch Riverdale anymore, but the tweets, I'm I just like, what kind of bacchanal is no. happening on that show? I'll like briefly Archie. go through like an Instagram. I was trying to look up like any Josie. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's also hard to like research Josie without oh, right. coming across. Well, and Josie and the Pussycats are in Riverdale. I do like Riverdale. what they have done with yeah no, so yeah. the the uh Josie and the Pussycats um Val Mel and Josie are all black in the Riverdale show so it's oh, like yeah, a no, nice I, like, I, right. yes yes uh, yes uh, I think the yeah the cast is good they're all interesting but yeah it's it's like another horny they're very horny. I, I also think the whole like Twin Peaksy stuff is like a little cheesy sometimes. But that's my case. Some people like that show. It's fine. Did you know that Archie Comics insisted on a tooth uh brushing scene in this movie because that was wholesome? That's great. Yeah, did you I, know that? Okay, yeah. When do they brush their teeth? There's uh, a they scene. They wash a car and they like soak each other in, like They do do that. Very, but no, there's yeah. a scene where they're just chatting and they're brushing their like in a bathroom or whatever. I think it's like an opening montage. To, to preserve with, like, the wholesome random image cats of in Josie their, and the in their cats. trailer that they definitely can't afford because um, they're eating ramen. I, I will say uh, I, I definitely like this is one of those movies I raised Romley on and she also loved it from like age six. So she was yeah. right. Yeah, because, kind of- and, and the thing that she mostly loves is female friendship movies. Yes. And I do think even if you're too young to like click into everything their friendship feels really yes. genuine and earned in yes. this movie. Even mm-hmm. from like the opening montage where you see all the sort of like B-roll footage of them together. Yes. There's just a real general, like genuine um, camaraderie. Also right. and like chemistry between everyone in it, except for maybe the two leads, you know, is like, Dialed up and funny, you know. Any scene that Alan right. Cumming or Missy Pyle. Are you saying Rachel Lee Cook is not dialed up? 
she's not like playing a. I think she's playing it big, which is what I like about it. I think she's got a weird comedic she, rhythm in this movie. I think, he's doing one of his weird Griffin things. I, don't know. Too hard. I mean, she's not playing. I feel like she's like Harry Potter yeah. in like the central. She's like charming. she is the lead, but like everyone around her is like more interesting. I think yeah. she's got a weird comic energy. She's I have not, well, no she, idea. What she you're hits talking. her head. She's doing with a jazz set. She fixes cars. Yeah, L&M. she's cool. She's cool. I mean, I like right. Rachel. She's yeah. she's cool. She spells her name funny. She's always hard to look up because she's like Rachel. Oh, A-E-L. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Got two A's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a second. Uh-oh. That rustling. That tree. Also, why'd you put a tree in the studio? Where the studio? I thought it'd make it greener. Well, it, you're right. Haran, Haran, Haran. Uh, what are you doing in my tree? My Haran. studio tree? Excuse uh, me. This is my truffle tree. Oh, are you? Are you? There must be some kind of mix-up. See, and I don't know, sir. I I purchased this. Harumph, harumph. Sometimes I, we get a weird amount of people with mustaches coming yeah, to the studio. Broken. Almost as if a corporation bought sixteen ads and we're now scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel for mustachioed characters. Harumph, harumph. Let me be. Okay, can't wait to uh, get sued by uh, Dr. Seuss or whatever. But are you the Lorax? No, I'm the cat in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cat in the hat, and I hang out in the truffle tree. We all know this is what the cat in the hat sounds and like. You're like I'm Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> I'm the Scottish cat in the hat who speaks for the truffle trees, and my whiskers have gotten too long. I can no longer eat my haggis because my whiskers get caught. Well, let me tell you about the amazing shave I get from my Dollar Shave Club razor. Cat in the hat. One dollar? That sounds like a good price. Uh, It's a good price considering that you get shave butter. Shave butter? And you get body cleanser. Can I put it on a toast like in the bitter butter battle? Don't know what that's in reference to. That's a deep cut, (laughs) Seuss. Only true Seuss kids will know this. Um, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, you could put it on toast if you really wanted to. I don't recommend it. I would love to. Dollar Shave Club. Yes, that Dollar Shave Club delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You name it. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, and, I mean, butt wipes. What? They send those along too. Uh, who speaks of butt wipes? Well, it's Must the Dollar be Shave those Club. Those who's down in Whoville. Sorry, my friend is speaking up. Those who's down in Whoville. That, what, what, we, is it another person now? Wiping their butts. You know who I am, of oh, course. Remember when we wanted it's these the to be short? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Horton. <laughs> oh, my God. Horton the elephant. All right. Well, the two of you sit down. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Oh, you broke a chair. Shouldn't have told him to sit down. No. Sorry about that. All right. Well, uh, Dollar Shave Club makes products for your hair. What? You've got hair. Yes. Your face. My whiskers. Your skin. It's more fur. Your sh- well, the elephant. I'm talking to the elephant. Oh. He's got skin. Me. Yeah. Your shower. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready in the bathroom. Much more than just razors. They have me feeling and looking amazing. You do so. look hot. Like in the artwork for the podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sort of like a like a tired hot. You well, know? don't oversell it. <laughs> um, 
Well, do you hate going to the store and cruising up and down the aisles asking for like you know what what you need and how what you do with it? Yeah, all those damn who's down in the who store. Well, then how about you try Dollar Shave Club? I want you to love it as much as I do. And here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products. For just five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter set. It comes with body cleanser, their world famous shave butter, and their best razor, the Six Blade Executive. And One Wipe Charlie's, they're amazing butt wipes. Ah, I can finally wipe my stinky cat butt. Keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else you need. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash check. That's okay. dollarshaveclub.com slash check. So I check to make sure I've ended the right. URL and with a backslash and nothing else at the end of it. Well, our guests uh, often do. Our surprise guests often do. No, it's dollarshaveclub.com slash check. Sounds like they should maybe call it $5 Shave Club. But nonetheless, thank you very much for the advice. I go back into the tree. All right, that's enough of that. Back to Josie and the Pussycats. What a huge star. Which one? Horton or the cat? Both Who's sounding a rock star. Well, let's they look at box office, though. Who did better? Who did better, Horton or the cat in the hat? Yeah. Horton. I think Horton did better, right? I think Horton did about 170. I think cat in the hat did about 105. Nailed it. 154 really? to 101. Yeah, you were a little off. Yeah, yeah, I was a little low. A little high on Horton. Anyway, we go into Dezora's plane. <laughs> And isn't it fun to be on this podcast <laughs> oh, it's and so see fun. how fucking stupid it oh is? Oh my god. They're fighting over everything. The can has the out-of-date facial hair. Who's making the face? Yeah. Brecken's funny. It's my face. It's my face. Not DeJore means family. Not respecting Dr. Zayas. Dejore means seatbelts. Is one of the best lines. Dejore means crossbitches. It's so funny. And then it comes up. Hey, I noticed something a little weird mm-hmm. when I was listening to. Yeah, to the new, uh, the, the slave mix or yeah, whatever. The slave yes. mix. And Alan Cumming goes, huh, interesting. Let me check on that. Alan Cumming plays their manager who is called Wyatt Frame. Hot off of Cabaret. This is like Alan yep. Cumming really starting to get. His, oh, Tony award, Award Tony winning Award winning performance, which I saw on stage. And we're going to talk about what else he was hot off of. But that's coming up later. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so mad. He's also he's also uh, gearing up for the anniversary party. Yeah, he's going to direct a movie. People. Yeah, his sole directorial effort. He co-directed and co-wrote with Jennifer Jason Leigh. That's right. That movie is okay. Yeah. Um, he goes in the cockpit and goes like, "Take the Chevy to the levee." Take the Chevy to the levee. It's a Don McLean reference. Don McLean, however you say. Also, pilot of the plane is one of the directors. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Fun little and he puts out a little pack, jumps Elfant? out of the plane. Right. Land in Riverdale. He takes out his little cell phone, the goes. Plane crashes. Plane crashes, yeah. which is um, hilarious. Uh, yeah. What year did this movie come 2001. out? 2001. 2001, <laughs> but April. Yeah. yeah. Innocence <laughs> reigns in America. This movie could not have come out a year later. Right. That's true. We're going to need. But they, it's a joke about all the real people who've died in right, plane yeah. crashes. They changed, they changed Lilo and Stitch. After 9-11. They did. It was yes. supposed to be yeah. uh, a, a, they were, Stitch hijacked a plane. Stitch was hijacked a plane. <laughs> a commercial airline. Do you know this? This is a real thing that happened. I did Stitch this, hijacked, yes. yes. Stitch hijacked like a plane. And then. Fully animated. And then an alien ship yes. that, that, that's trying to catch Stitch is shooting down the plane. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. And they had to reanimate it to be like, oh, we stole a spaceship. Right. So they it's like fine. painted a spaceship over the airplane right. and then We're, cut and, out a bunch of shit. And the Spider Man fix and after two thousand one was right. the, uh, the, 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 the two all powers, the American yeah. flags. Yeah. Oh, well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the end. Well, and but also they didn't the, have to worry about it in this way. You, know, you miss you mess with one New Yorker, you mess with all of them. <gasps> yeah, that's that's like my favorite. Yeah. I love that line. I remember the 
Yeah, the groans in the audience in the UK. When really? That line, oh, in yeah. New York, people went ballistic. Yeah, yeah, not in oh, London. Oh, <laughs> I saw, I saw Spider Man Homecoming. Sure. Or maybe I guess it was. It was one of them. There's so many movies. Um, Captain Civil War. When okay. it just when it just oh. cuts to Queens, yeah. I saw it in Queens, and oh, it was so beautiful. That was fun. It was real fun. We, we had a good time. Yeah. Everyone went. Hey, that's uh, that's where we are. So we that's heard this borough. We hard cut from coming saying we're are gonna you putting to us on track. Band. Wow! Oh my God! Let's get back uh, on track. Like hard cut to coming, yeah. And then it goes to. We have been talking for an hour. A music video for three small words. Uh huh. Which I remember going with my dad and my brother Jamesy to the Foot Locker because James needed to get new sports sneakers. New Foot Locker is the new. Yes. DSW. Mm-hmm. And and he took an hour and a half to pick his sneakers, and the Foot Locker TV was just playing the three small words music video in a loop. Okay. Which was like a month before the movie came out. Um, so then, you knew everything. I was like, this song fucking rules. I knew it by heart, but I also had seen the music video so yeah. many times that when in the movie it goes from this very polished, like, they're a fucking here rock band to right. the reveal of them in the bowling alley killed for me because right. I had like bought the music video as a real substantive. They're already famous at that point. Right. Right. Um, and. It's really well shot. It is. Also, that song, also secretly dirty. Oh, is it? What's the... uh, Punk Rock Prom Queen, Brown Paper Magazine. There's a line, don't you want to come inside? Like, they purposely... Yeah, no, they purposely made it, like, really dirty. Six whole hours, five long days. They wrote that song... For all your lies. To come on... To come undone, those three small words right. came way too late because yeah. you can't see that. I'm the one. Yep. They but, say two twice. But there's another line about, like, Glossy double spread open up inside your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, glossy double no cover spread l- opened up inside your head. A black yeah. cherry paradise. Half, half the sugar, sugar twice, twice is nice. Uh, no one's little, no one's little red Corvette, which is a song that song is about vaginas. Yeah. I mean, Prince, so yeah. saying well, this Prince has never written a song like, that wasn't dirty. Are you saying this no, exactly. whole song's about vagina? Well, I mean, Backdoor Lover is about, but. I know it is, but I've been right. listening to this song. I don't think the whole thing is. I well, It's if, just got a lot of innuendo, you're saying. Right. Well, the yeah. purpose was, it's they wrote this one at the last endo, minute. David. They were going to do a different movie at the start. Uh-huh. A different song? Comedy points. Or, they were going to do a different song. Yeah. And they, they, I think they, they were just like, we need more songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the directors wrote that one. And they were okay. like. And I think they had the opportunity to make it. A li- they thought all the other songs were a little too polished, so they wanted to make one a little more like grungy. Yeah. And they're like, "Let's see what kind of like dirty shit we can kind of sneak into this without, you know, like getting in trouble." So that's what the song is kind of like them sneaking it in. Again, it's don't really know how they open with "Backdoor Lover." It's fantastic. It's also, it is. But um, but this song, this song was also a little bit sneaky of that decade. I listen to this it's all so the It's so good. Pretend time. to be so nice and, yeah. and three small words are my favorite. Let's remember that in 2000, there had been the O-Town single Liquid Dreams. I had to double check. Mm-hmm. Which is the dirtiest pop song of all time. Uh, you're forgetting the uh, theme to Ghostbusters. Uh, by Ray Parker Jr.? Are yeah, a song call? all about how good ejaculating feels. <laughs> Busta makes me feel good. Oh, wow. Uh, you are the star of my Liquid so Dreams. so fucking girlfriend. dirty if you look at the lyrics. All right, so uh, we've got a visible man hiding in your bed. Plane crashes. When it comes through your door, unless you just want some more. I'm still mad that we didn't get like a sexy ghost scene with Kate McKinnon. I know. Oh wow, 
Yeah, they really the should have had should have the, the balance. You're that saying have, yeah. that would have yeah the Kate McKinnon oral sex solved. ghost dream. Right, it's so she would have made a I great face. No one on the internet would have had anything to say no, about that. No, I either. don't think so. Right. No, was I talking about this with you, Ben? How weird it is that that the ghost blowjob in the original Ghostbusters is a dream sequence we within a montage. It's very yes. strange. Yeah, we were talking about this last week. You guys talk about that every week. Yeah. Oh, right. Dan Aykroyd's yeah. ghost getting blowjob dream. Yeah. Well, because it's there's just so many layers to it that, and it's just at the end of the day, weirdly unnecessary. It feels like it's he not even a good joke to take it out of the script. It's almost and as Reitman's if like, like sex gets used as just like right. a, a punchline. Well, and... he I think just one excuse to do his hilarious crossed eyes routine. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it is a good face, but um, but it's like he refused to take it out of the script, and Reitman was like, "Fine, we're gonna shoot it, but it will literally be a dream in a montage." <laughs> Let's invalidate it as much as we can. In a movie about ghosts being real, right. let's have one fantasy sequence that lasts for three seconds <laughs> during a musical montage about business booming. So Josie and the Pussycats. Right. Boston makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, he, he's in Riverdale. He finds the Pussycats by almost running him over. Right. I mean, if this movie gets to the gets to the plot. Well, I like you're forgetting some stuff. Just they, they're fucking failing. They got yeah, poor branding. Great. They're wearing little hats. The cabots are making fun of them. Paolo, and Paolo Costanzo. And oh my gosh! Wait, throw those over. I feel yeah. like a punk rock prom queen right now. <laughs> and she's brought us cat ears. These are good cat ears. Where'd you get these? At a dollar store in Queens. Damn. Yeah. Merchandise spotlight. Merchandise spotlight. For the listener at home. The first of four merchandise spotlights. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paolo <laughs> so Costanzo is their manager, which is how you know you're fucking up when the fourth lead of Joey is your manager. Maybe they should have bumped. When the sixth lead of Animorphs is your manager. Maybe they should have bumped coming to lead so Costanzo could have taken supporting actor. I mean, he would have taken it. He's so good in this. Man, Costanzo's pr- Wikipedia profile picture is weirdly hot. Check it out. Yeah. I would. I, I love him in this movie. Who is he um, in this movie? He's the manager. You know, the... Um, like, Alex Cabot. Oh, Alex, oh yeah. okay. It's Alex and Alexandra The guy with the crazy Cabot. outfits. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's very They're susceptible to the yep. marketing machine. Right. Is their manager. Cries outside of a Steve Madden. <laughs> fucking up. Uh, yes. People roll up just to fucking mock these girls. You'll never be as big as DuJour. Right. And Alan M., Josie's biggest crush, all he wants is for her to fix the carburetor. Yep. We don't remember any other parts to his bit. Josie. Did I overheat the something? Right. Something. Okay. So you're that saying that song's not as catchy as the other one because Alan M wrote it and he sucks. Cause yeah, okay. I wanted to get to this. He's okay. Alan M. He's so boring. He's a fucking dweeb. Is He's it? Okay. Get the fuck out of here. It's Alan small M. pool in Riverdale. He's the hottest. Do guy. we feel like that Alan M is like a little bit of a manic pixie dream boy? Yes. Well, yeah. Except he's like barely manic. Yeah. He's kind right. of a no. He's wet not manic. Blanket. He's he's a, he's a blank slate with which to like ultimately like support. Josie. Right. But it's like he's just like standing there for her, you know, waiting to get asked out or whatever. That's and it's right. like, come exactly on. Exactly what he was in the comics and the cartoon, though. He was a hunky guy, and you were like, why aren't they dating? He's this beautiful well, boy. He is not and he's got nothing he's contributing. He's not. I mean, so Gabriel Mann, he's kind of cute, he's in I stuff. guess. It's he's just in lame, stuff. too. I just want to say, I don't like that he is like a folk act. Josie is way cooler than that. Oh, I know. Yeah. He, he should have been like a punk right. or like. Or if you wanted to make him really different, make him into like hip hop. Right. I mean, he I like, just, I don't like that. He's the, like, has like a, a harmonica, like 
rig right. and a, a acoustic guitar. Yeah, I know. His so mouth organ is, is super lame. That's it, so lame. He In the comics, I forgot that he basically just looks like Fred from the Flintstones. Yeah. I mean, from uh, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. He's just a like, skinned Fred. Yeah, yeah with like, but like. Reskinned. Not uh, skinned. He's not veins and bone. I yeah. mean, like. Yeah, he looks exactly like. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. He was just like a boring, handsome guy. Um, I know. I feel like I'm happy. You Say don't it. want Say jo- it. Well, you don't want Josie to be mean to him. No. But like I I would kind of dig it if like in the end like he misses his fucking shot and she ends up with some other cool person. He only is interested in her when she's in this like smoking hot dress. He's like, "Oh my god, it's almost as if I didn't notice you before because yeah. I'm only getting to objectify they, you now." They almost she's all that her even though she fucking She looks the same. incredible she looks the, the entire same. Okay. movie. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about. So in she's all that they make the effort right. to make her dorky. <laughs> she takes off glasses. Initially, I know right. that she is smoking for the entire movie, right. but at least she She's Ponytail, like, she wears overalls, overalls right, got the overalls, she's doing the painting, yeah. you know, like she's yeah. sort of like, you know, in this, she's all that from minute one. <laughs> she is all that. She is all and that. And then, yeah, okay, she wears some like blazers, no shirt, you know, she's got some cool looks once she's, yeah. you know, been right. mega recorded. But like she's she's smoking from the her start. Hair no, they, they is do so a whole goodness, makeover scene. Did yeah. you know they like just burned her off all cool. her hair? Really? Well, because oh, she God, they, is that Rachel. what ruined her career? Well, they, <laughs> is she bald? Is she like white ass Willie? They <laughs> white ass Wally. I fucked it up. God damn it! Go on, Ange. Sorry. They they um, <laughs> kept dyeing her hair red while they were filming. Cause it, it's like a very weird. It's very. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's barely. Yeah, yeah. It uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> it's they, very Reba. They yeah. kept dying it, and they they I think it just like really it fucked it up. So she hair. ended up like cutting it all off, bleaching it. So she had like a very kind of blonde wow. cut underneath, and then they she. So I think I, I haven't like analyzed this, but I guess in some parts of the movie it's like legit hair, and in other parts it's a, it's wig. a wig. Okay, because it's supposed to look like she has dark hair that she has dyed red right. over. It. Like they're not going for like a which real she can red definitely head. afford on right. their like. Zero dollar budget. Um, this movie costs forty so cool, million dollars. It it's a that's a lot of money for uh, two thousand. And yeah, I remember like Entertainment yeah. Weekly. It made like fifteen domestic yeah. and like half a million bucks worldwide. Like it made nothing outside right. of the United States. Entertainment yeah. Weekly, like spring movie preview, they were like, "This is going to be huge. This is the thing. This is like a spring blockbuster." Cartoon adaptation movies were big. Rachel Lee Cook was big. Sure, Josie, I mean, she's uh, all that. Charlie's big. Angels. Had been big. Like they the were like, before, this yeah. is fucking, we're right, we're rolling. Right. Girl power. And I saw it. I went on a date to see it. The girl I went with, it was like, this was like her number one most anticipated movie of the year. Sounds like a real Griffin. Yeah. What if we realized Let's that go on a date, Griffin. the time that we had both gone on dates to Josie and the Pussycats, it was actually with each other? <laughs> you guys were actually at the same theater. Yeah. You yeah. Had, and you should have just been with each other. And we were dating. And we were dating. You're just saying, like, what if it turned out we were dating? Are you trying to make this ship happen? Maybe. Mm, all right. Yeah, I'm interested. Ben, should we go? <laughs> no, you should start shipping. No, I'm going to stay and just watch. Cool. <laughs> you are the peeper. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, good call, Ange. All Thank right. You. So uh, I also feel like you graduate to certain titles. I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking about that right now. Go on. Can you check the levels, Ben? No, everything's fine. Okay. Don't worry. Yes. Give me more money. Thank you. Sure. There you go. Great. Uh, that'll do. Yeah. Ben, do you need? Do you, I have some money? Would you like some? Yep. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So much. Go. I don't yeah. have any money. I'm broke. Seem like you need some. Yeah. No. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you for the money. Oh, and uh, massage, David. You're too much. Oh wow. I mean, that yeah. I can give you. Nature's anytime. money. Ben, the, the massage. <laughs> the money of hands. 
Um, <laughs> what were you going to say about your date? Were you going to brag? Yeah, no, no, she was just super pumped, you pumped, pumped for this movie. Yeah. I was not dumped. Um, How cool. What you were saying was they were positioning this as like, yeah, this is like the, the, the spring teen centric yeah. hit of the summer. Right. Right. What wasn't was not like no. it didn't open well against essentially no competition. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about the box office later, yeah. my friend. Okay. But I do think, you know, I think it was hampered by Archie comics brand was like not cool at all. No. And, uh, you know, Rachel Lee Cook might not have been a star. Like, you know, <laughs> we weren't smart enough to recognize any comedy points. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think Rachel, yeah, I think Rachel Lee Cook maybe was not the draw that they hoped she would be. I don't know. Don't you think if Rachel Lee Cook was peaking now, she, or let's say five years ago. Yeah, because she's like, you know, she's 40 now. She would be like a legend now in your I'm narrative. I'm saying, I'm saying, were she born 10 years later, Uh huh. she'd be having a real fucking strong go of it. On the like Emma Stone runoff parts. No, I think she'd be on TV. I feel like we're maybe ignoring the star power that developed from one Miss Rosario Dawson. Exactly. The real fucking star of this movie. And the irony of, so the the plot being, you know, Val's storyline is that she feels rejected. Like her face is literally blocked out by a guitar. She is marginalized. She is the one woman of color in the group. Yes, she is. And very much is pushed to the side. Wait, Tara Reid is white? Yeah, crazy. Um, but yes. the only time I think race is like vaguely acknowledged is, is the when Alan Cumming joke. Alan Cumming trying to explain them, saying they're like three Christina Aguilera's, but one is very tan. Or they're like uh, TLC, but two of them are white. Like that's the yeah, joke, yeah, that's right? The but I also joke. I don't think the Captain and Tennille thing is accidental. That, that is also like, baby face. I, oh, I'm aware. So great. But the fact that they're like in both cases, once the act gets big, they're like, right, maybe let's that make is. it a little wider and get the one, you know? Right, yeah. And she's watching it, holding onto a pillow going, yep. oh no. And then little did we know, That's Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson would go on to be in Men yeah. in Black 2 the next year. Yes. That's true. Yep. Right. Um, and then just go on from there. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Pluto Nash the next year yeah. and 25th Hour. She had a really crazy two. Rent came out in 05, as did Sin City and Rent came out the same year. That's true. This seems it's to be more formative weird. for Ange than for us. I just Googled it last I night. I love Rosario. I love Rosario Dawson. She had been in Kids. Mm-hmm. That was her debut, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very wholesome movie. When are also- we going to do that miniseries? Larry Clark? No. Uh, wanna- well, the who's wrote it? What's his name? Harmony Gummo. Oh, Harmony Korean. I want to talk Gummo. Yeah, when we do a Ben's Choice miniseries, <laughs> it will be Harmony Korean. Um, he's got a new movie coming out, doesn't he? Uh, oh, yeah. The Shia LaBeouf movie? Yes. Anyway, uh, she's been in He's Got Game, which uh-huh. she's great in, and she's been in some other stuff. Down to You. Remember that? The fucking David Duchovny? No, Freddie Prince Jr. and Julia Stiles oh, and Selma one. Blair and Ashton Kutcher. What's the David Duchovny mini driver? Return to Me. Right. That's a Bonnie Hunt picture. One of the few. In which her Not husband the dies and the heart gets transplanted and David Duchovny and she falls she in love with David Duchovny. She falls in Duchovny. love with the new owner the of her husband's dark. heart. I've seen it. It's kind of dark. It's like they took to literally the heart as an, a visual representation of love. Yes. And they were like, well, you fall in love with someone's heart, literally. Right, exactly. The you must muscle that marry the person blood. who has that organ. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Okay, so Ange, yeah. um, uh, some other things she was in. Shattered Glass. I forgot she's in that. Right. Alexander, which she's uh, absolutely gorgeous in. Uh, Sin City Rent Clerks 2. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a... Uh, kind of, uh, the love interest. Uh, I've I, seen. Clerks I remember too. Kevin Smith was launching like an independent Oscar campaign for Rosario Dawson. That movie, much like David Lynch, with 
Laura Dern in, in mm-hmm. Land Empire. Yeah. And he was like, you know, people say this is a hard performance. Imagine having to fall in love with Brian O'Halloran on screen. I mean, and it's like, I mean, that actually is a fair point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a very hard thing to make believable. Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, which she's amazing in. Uh, you know, it, it does take her a while to like. Kind of build up. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, she's always in stuff. But she's like, not. Like, yeah, what is like the quintessence? Like when you think of, I mean, Rent was probably her biggest, like first, like huge. I guess so. When I like when you think of like her early, yeah, because she's roles. the lead in Rent. She is like the she's lead. taking, right. she sings the Daphne Rubin role. She does not really get to do no. Josie. No, she doesn't. Uh, and she's, I guess, yeah. I, I now I'm getting annoyed. I think she because was. I think Rosario Dawson rules, but now she I'm realizing does. like. You know, she's a recurring character in like the Marvel Netflix shows. Which like, come on, what, what's going on here? Part she's, of the Marvel Netflix show. Exactly. She's so good. I know she's like credited in a lot of them, but still, right. it's like, you know, where's why, her? Where's her yeah. TV show or her starring role? Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm looking Didn't through this. Didn't she do that shitty I'm, Catherine Heigl sort of like flipped uh, uh, Fatal is, Instinct? Isn't that a unforgettable? Yes, yes, right. Yes, and you know she was Batgirl in your favorite movie. Oh, that's her best Lego performance Batman. the last couple of years. She's so good. In that. Lego um, Batman, which she's very funny in. She went to Harvard for police. She showed up for Sin City too, which I mean, yeah, good credit, for her. credit for showing up. I guess I think that yeah. functions as community service. Though. And of course, and Trance is about her vagina. Okay, okay, it's, but like it literally is. That's the plot point David. in that fucking awful movie. I know, it's and it's very weird. It sucks. Danny Boyle made that movie. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Do you guys her. know who else auditioned for? Val. Shoot. Beyonce. I did know this. And she wasn't funny, right? She was she was very shy, they said. Which if if you uh, have studied Beyonce as I have, Mm -hmm. um, This is in her shy period? Well no, she's she's I think she's genuinely she keeps to herself and she had to keep make a persona Sasha Fierce mm -hmm. to I mean she made when did Gold Member member the same year uh, year after my friend. Okay, yeah. yeah. She was kind of like working up to it. No, it's two thousand two, Griffin. What was Carmen? Jesus Christ. Carmen hip hop. Uh, Carmen Hip Hopper is 2001. I that, think that's the same time as right. right. So she was like kind of venturing into like, yeah, they're trying. all like in their 20s at this point. Yeah. Also auditioned Aaliyah. Wow. Yeah, I know that, uh, which is a bummer to even think also about. Also a bummer, Left Eye Lisa Lopez. She, wait, what? She, wait, is there some kind of a curse? I know, I know. Associated it's so with this up. audition? No, both of those women were almost Val in this movie about like rock stars dying tragically. Wait, wait a second. Also auditioned John F. Kennedy Jr.? Wait a second. What's going on here? I was going to make a 9-11 joke. At the I knew you too. were. All right. I decided not to. I knew you were. Speaking of cursed careers, the other <laughs> pussycat is played by Tara Reid. In her best performance unequivocally, right? There's yeah, no argument. Yeah, I'm trying to even think of if there's a... Yeah. I mean, Big Lebowski, she's pretty funny in. I was going to say that's her second best performance. She's weirdly terrible in American Pie. Awful. Like, yeah. and I think it's because she's better doing comedy. Like, she's better as, like, in this... Yeah, right. you know the, she gets to just like play with this and have fun, like play what, like this. So sort of the I dits, will say, yeah. so of the besides the terrible special ed joke in this movie, the one other joke thing, that makes you go. Well, the sign. Just, well, this, no, the sign is actually fantastic. Okay. It, she says, "Honk, honk, uh, if you, you love, love pussy, pussy cats." Cats, cats yeah. is blocked out. Yeah. I think, that, and then she that runs is, away with her arms up. Like I a think the joke is funny because she runs away with her arms up. Yes, fantastic. But I, I do think it is like a little like. All right, what are we gonna do with the third one? It's like she's dumb and blonde. She's very dumb in this movie. That was right. also, I mean, that was the dynamic in the cartoon. It's a little it's tired. Reductive. I will say though, the the one thing this movie does that I think is like a little fun with her is that she gets Wyatt right away. Yes, 
she says, don't like they go in there and like, don't you think this is weird? And she goes, yeah, isn't it weird? He ordered like a cappuccino and he wiped off all the foam. <laughs> and funny. like, why didn't he just order an espresso? And also the way he was folding his napkin. Like, it's like he's worried that he doesn't fit in. Like she immediately nails down right. why it, which what is his revealed real, at the right. end of the movie. And she's very intuitive. She has the line about the chill going up her spine because right, of that, Fiona. I, that line's really funny. She's also, on the O. It's not the O, guys. <laughs> But like she has a few lines like that yes. where you're like, oh, like she 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 nails all her lines. I also right. think she's really funny in the scene with Carson Daly, uh, yeah. like Car- just oh, genuinely. Man. Oh, what a great sentence, uh, Carson yeah. Daly. <laughs> um, I just want to. I'm just going through. Who a career, she guys. dated after this movie for like they, 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 he's casting this, and that whole scene is playing off of the fact that everyone knew them as a. They couple were the engaged time. and yes. broke up. They had like some weird tempestuous romance. I mean, yeah. she's had a, you know, an I interesting life. Last call, man. You miss last call. You don't even miss Tiro. You miss last call. Yeah, would you like DVR it? No, stay up. That's what Ben woke up in time for last call. (laughs) Last call was on at one thirty in the morning. Am I correct? I need a fix, baby. (laughs) I think there are two reasons why uh, Melody kind of works in this movie, despite being a sort of hokey archetype. One is a hokey archetype. One is uh, Tara Reid plays her without judgment because I don't think she's in much of a position to judge. But I hate (laughs) when I see ouch. Playing what? dumb characters with a sense of like, look how much smarter than I I am than who I'm playing, and and that gets to the other root of the thing is I think they write her as not just being like stupid, but being very childlike and genuine. The key is how sincere she is about everything. Yes. The moment that makes the character for me is when uh, Josie says, "If I could go back in time, and change everything." Me and I said to you, "I would." And she goes, "If I could go back in time, I would meet Snoopy." I love that line, That's a good line. with all of my heart because you know she's gonna say something like a little right. Off, You're waiting right. for the line, and right. then proceeds to say a, a fictional character that doesn't exist. But it's not. I like also it like that within the movie, all- they're charmed by that. They're yeah. like, "Oh man!" And that's what like, I love yeah, about you. And she's in a rotating car about to be murdered. Oh, oh that is such a good bit. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. I, just want, I love you. you. I want to say the last three lines of her Wikipedia page are really fascinating. Okay. In August 2011, Reed publicized that she had married Bulgarian financier Zachary Kayahov. Yeah. Then in October announced that they were not legally married. Next paragraph. She dated infected mushroom Israeli musician Erez Eisen from 2013 to 2014. She Wait, she dated an infected mushroom? Yes, that's that, that's what she did. And then next paragraph. Did William S. Burroughs write this fucking <laughs> exactly. Wikipedia? Entry? He just threw the letters up and they <laughs> fell down. In 2016, she and actor Dean May, never heard of him, no. participated in marriage boot camp reality stars, but were rejected when it was revealed they were not in a relationship. What, what are you deal? doing, Tara? Come on. I mean, American Pie is fascinating because literally also, how they everyone figure that in that out? cast got a chance to be a movie star. Like big ensemble cast and they were like, I guess all of them yeah, are Chris leading Chris Klein actors. got yeah. like multiple leading roles. Shannon Elizabeth, Tara sure. Reid, Mina Savari, all of them. She was in, um, after this, she was in- American Pie 2. American Pie 2. <laughs> yeah. She's in Van Wilder. Right. And in American Pie 2, like her character's storyline is that she's having a lot of sex in college. It's the rule Crazy. of three joke. Right. Yeah. I remember the scene in Van Wilder where she shows up at the the final party and there's like a really like gauzy, you know, sort of entrance shot of her. My friend leaned over and went, oh my God, she's so hot. Ew. Who is your friend? And I was like, really? Yeah. Even when I was a teen, I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I'm attracted to Tara Reid. She seems like a, too much for me. I don't think I could handle yeah. Tara Reid. 
Uh, she just felt like it was just... She was on Scrubs, you know, playing like the cigarette oh, voice right. kind of like girlfriend. Like, yeah. She was like, she was kind of uh, cute in like two I, episodes yeah. and then it turns out she's sort of like... like shortly after she just veered into like, I'm hanging out with Lindsay Lohan now. Right. She and, was in that scene. Group. Yes. Uh, she was also in My Boss's Daughter. Right. Uh, and Alone in the Dark. Right. I Where she like said that's, that's famously the doing the press tour, my character in this is like smart. <laughs> well put. Later quoted by the President of the United States. And she had a reality show called Paradise, where she traveled to various places. Sometimes I feel like we're living in Paradise. <sighs> anyway, that's Tara Reed's career. We did all the Pussycats careers. Right. Are we, so we, do we, are we going back to the plot? <laughs> How you doing, Andrew? <laughs> doing good. So the plane has crashed in Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Oh, great. Great. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats are just sort of straight busking it. The The guy, the owner of the store they're playing outside is threatening to call the cops. Right. And so they walk out with their instruments as Wyeth is on the phone driving to Paradise by the dashboard light. Right. And he stops the car. Also they're Spice walking World. by in oh, yeah, slow motion. They look at him holding... The instruments as yep. number one band in the world. It's a very good shot. Being removed. Such a good yep. band. And I love just him taking the shit out of the CD yeah, case yeah, to hold so it. he can see how they look in a little Lucite case. And, and then, then that, he it. looks directly at the camera and raises one eyebrow. It's like a Frank Tashlin movie. Like I, this movie is so fucking on point. And I think it's very upfront about it too. Yes, like yes. I think it's annoying that His people didn't get that. His car says Ray-Ban in stickers across yeah, the top. It's like, because I remember early on, like there's that, yeah, the bathroom where there's just literally Starbucks logos behind yeah. them. And there's no way you look at that and go like, huh. They were trying to fool me, but I spotted them. <laughs> they this each had is, a themed you know, bedroom. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. it's like it's like a joke. Guys, it's like, funny. It's also really tight. It's really cohesive. Right. It has a very like well identified sort of like pitch that's reflected in every aspect of the filmmaking and the performances. The score is so funny in this movie. John Frizzell. Dun. Yeah. <laughs> Who weirdly like has written a bunch of episodes of TV now, not as a composer. Okay. He wrote an episode of The Office, and he's written like eleven episodes of some procedural that I'm forgetting. Sure, but but the score is really good at doing those dramatic yeah. stings that like get laughs. Yeah. Um, Anytime Wyatt's doing anything like remotely devious, right? And yeah. and they do this great structural joke where they cut to Wyatt like whining and dining them at the cafe of the Virgin Megastore, right? <laughs> and only after they're like deep into the negotiations that they mention. No, they're at a Starbucks. Oh, they're at a Starbucks. They're at a Starbucks. Yes. They go. Sorry, yes. he, I think he goes to Mega Records. First or after? I can't remember if he gives them. They, he goes to a right. uh, record oh, store. Oh, oh, and that's when he right grabs is, the teen and yes, that's when we van. know. Throws I think that van. happens before he meets that happens, Josie. Yes, that's because where he's then he gets the from. call from right, Fiona. He and he's like, yes, yes, I'll handle yeah. it. There's also that really great bit where the MTV news thing is pre-recorded. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it's so funny that MTV like allowed this to right. happen. I know because they're so squarely being mocked. Same with Carson Daly. It's crazy they let him play like a murderer in this movie. It's, it's, it's really funny that he plays a murderer yeah. in this movie. Was the show that was on um like uh what was the fake the the show making that the band playing? or together behind the music? No, no, no behind the music. Yeah, was that VH1. on MTV? That's that was VH1. VH1. So VH1. same network. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, it's just like MTV. It's not only that Carson Daly's like playing a murder. It's like MTV is being so mocked for being the like bottleneck. The pipeline that like feeds us this shit. Children and, and, of and it's America. not even cool. Like right. it's like lame. Like this the movie is like MTV is fucking lame now. TRL is lame. It's a bunch of cardboard people. Like and it's yeah. and MTV was like 
Oh yeah, that sounds funny. Let's let's do that. And yeah. and VH1 and behind the music, they're all Viacom, right. and this is a Universal movie. Like I don't let how is this allowed to happen? Mega entertainment company just take their brand and fart on it. So Wyatt turns them into the next du jour. Number one. The next yeah. thing. The but du jour du jour. Exactly. I was going to say, I love that they hide within the cut. That's a bit of a time jump. The fact that he actually hasn't heard them at all. Yeah, you exactly. You assume because he's having the conversation right, with yeah, them. Yeah. They go to the bathroom. They go, but he's never listened to our music yet. Right. He oh, presents I them thought, the contract. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's, I was oh, here I with real right, rock come, stars who wanted so to wreck a deal. Funny. So goodness. He's so good. Where is his Oscar? I, I remember my. Where is his Oscar? Truly, for this performance, him and we'll, we'll get to Parker and spend hopefully like 20 minutes on her. But like. Yeah, sure. That's what we need to do. We need to spend 20 minutes on her. My brother, Jamesy. <laughs> sure. I remember him coming home, being dropped James off, Newman. the great James Newman, coming home, being dropped off by his friend's mom, who had taken him and his friend to go see Josie and the Pussycats on a play date. Fair. And she was telling my parents how bad the movie was. What? And she was like, Alan Cumming, it's embarrassing. I have no idea why he did this after Cabaret. He's such a good actor. And that woman was married to a record executive. <laughs> So you think maybe she couldn't see the forest from the trees, though? Kind of, because it's like this performance is fucking <laughs> I, I don't mean dead to be rude. on. Yeah, he's fantastic. And it, oh, what a the perfect flip phone. comedic pitch. Yeah. Um, but and then we quickly fast. They get successful. Yep, of course. There's a, a little montage of the climbing the charts. Climb the charts. Very, very, very quickly followed by. Isn't it crazy? This has all happened in one week. So funny. <laughs> so funny. I also love. No. There's the shot when they see the billboard in Times Square where they're rebranded as Josie. Josie. What do you want to read a comic book? Go watch an animated series. Go see a motion picture called Josie and the Pussycats. But they... Prior to that says, would you rather go see the Pussycats? Or... Um, Three fierce, ferocious ladies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They have this beautiful, like, matte painted Times Square right? where they don't even like take Times Square and put fake billboards over it. Oh. They can press all of Times Square into one corner. Right. right. So that's literally like you can't see anything but it's screens and billboards. It's a crazy made up New York. It looks like Akira yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. This movie's great. And they're in their beautiful like loft apartment. We that, should. Like, and right. as we've already noted a million times, any scene there is some sort of product placement in the background basically. Somewhere. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They have the themed rooms like you say. They each have a theme. That's so that's what I remember as a kid. Yeah. Was like that was like the extent of the marketing. I was like, it's so, why is there a room like Revlon themed anyway? <laughs> and the like McDonald's shower with the lipstick. fry guy loofah. Yep. And like it's all right. so funny. This movie's so and the fun. lipstick on the mirror. And yeah. then yeah, what what happens what, as soon as they? I yeah, mean, well, so, they do so Melody's starting to get these pretend messages. to be nice. Right, right. That's their big Another song. Amazing they song. see the machine. They see the big white uh, mixing board thing that uh, puts the subliminal message. The Mega message Sound Three Thousand. Right, uh, which looks a lot like. That machine right behind the truffle tree. But anyway. Just ignore it. Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you for more money. I appreciate that. It sounds exactly the same. Here you go. There's uh, everything I own. Actually, you can. Do you want to borrow my credit card? Great. Yeah. Thank you so Uh, much. Here's my contract. You now play Arthur on the tech. Have fun making a TV show. (laughs) Wait a second. I think he actually just wanted to give you that one. Wait. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, no, no. It's cool. It's really easy. It's really easy. Oh, all right. Yeah. You won't be tired. At all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's really good for your mental and physical health. Anyway, so I'm a moth now. Pretend to be nice. <laughs> Pretend to be nice. Yeah. Um they're 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 overnight the, the biggest the biggest band in the world. Right. right. Sold out. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're, they still haven't throwing, done a concert yet. They haven't done a concert yet, but now they're they But they are have a big a concert, concert coming up. That is going to be a pay-per-view on like AOL. It's a pay-per-view on it's AOL. It's their first show ever. And it's uh, being that. like sponsored by Kodak. Right. Right. Yes. And you, you have to get a, your 3DX headphones. 3D, right. yes, yes, your Kodak at a, headphones. At a uh, arena that does not exist in New York City. Of course. <laughs> no. It's so um, large. But it's like the Beatles playing Shea Stadium. It's like, here's the coming out concert for who right. we're telling you One are going to be the next great band. Yeah, yeah. But before that. They're the new du jour. Before that, they got to put some FaceTime in with the head of Mega Records. That's right. Throwing a ball in celebration of herself for discovering another great band. Her name is Fiona. She's played by Parker Posey. Oh, my God. She's great. Parker Posey coming off of, like, Best in Show. Like, Parker yeah. Posey at the height House of, of her yes. powers. Like, she's, like, she's indie comedy queen. So yeah. good. Um, and the moment where it's Fiona and her whole getup flanked by like four hunky dudes. They're lifting her up. She's descending a staircase. Might be one of the greatest like entrances to like the in Hollywood musical cover of Pretend to of, Be Nice. Of, yeah, that I think that might be of all the songs. I think my favorite just might be like the like, why do you do what you do to me, baby? It's As so good. she's just like lavishly like. Yeah. And meanwhile, Alan Cumming is like the genie in Aladdin just like running up to random people being like, isn't she fabulous? I also, I feel like obviously these performances are heightened. Right. But uh, Fiona yeah. reminds me a lot of, a lot of real people I know in the entertainment industry. What? Boy, Wait a second. Are you saying that Hollywood's full of phonies? Yeah. But also, also the like absorbing, like I now had some small fingerprint in something that's like a big sensation. And the needing to like enter to the music and make it like part of your identity right. where it's like, yeah. I'm the one. And then lands with her arms out and goes, welcome to your party. Yeah. As if, and you know, surrounded by photos of her face. Right. Ice sculptures of her name. Right. Uh, and she just wants to be friends with the pussycat. She wants to gossip and eat junk food. Let's except gossip. She puts the one potato chip on her plate and she goes, oh, I'm such a pig. And then puts it back. The the Pringle, it's really, yeah. that, that scene Pringles. is really surreal. This her this scene is very, this whole sequence is incredibly surreal. But are we, yeah. I believe we are introduced to her First. prior to this. Uh, yes, that's she true. She does the FBI. On, on the phone, right. She does the demonstration of the subliminal message. We haven't Eugene talked Levy. about Eugene Levy. That's very funny. All blue. He's like denim on denim in that video. Yeah. He's very funny. Now, I would like to point something out. Yes. Okay. That this character and sort of like what she is trying to do subliminally, mm -hmm. okay, is an interesting metaphor for the Facebook scandal of today. Okay. Go on. It is Friends controlling people through the media. Oh, Lord, over here. And it's just really interesting in how ridiculous this seems, right? When yeah. watching this movie. But it essentially is now happening. Mm -hmm. Are you saying I can't trust Facebook? No, but you can trust Instagram. <laughs> they're not owned by Facebook, right? No, they're good. Great. Instagram is a new Facebook. I, that was, you know, that was like a conversation starter. Five comedy. Sure. Heath Ledger. Wait, wait, I, question. Oh, man. Um, ben, how do you feel about the fashion? You were texting me. About Fiona's outfit. Great question. <laughs> All let me, the fashion hold on. Is great. Let me put on my soap shoes, yeah. which uh, come with uh, a grind plate uh, in the bottom, so mm -hmm. you can jump and grind down uh, staircases. Three cool. people are gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put on my Stussy sweatshirt. Okay. Uh, that I bought at Pack Sun. All right, and then I'm gonna throw on my Tommy Hilfiger Carpenter's jeans. Your point is that it's mm -hmm. 2001. Wait a second, are you telling me this movie was 2001 encapsulated in clothes? 
Yes. Okay, thanks, man. This movie is, is so obsessed with, with fads oh, yeah, and trends oh, yeah. of the oh, moment yeah, the that it right. actually works so well as like a time capsule. It's I think it this movie is the perfect music-wise, style-wise. Like, so it's right, because it's so specific. Contained. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Hold on, right. I just got to crack open a Zima. <laughs> but you don't even drink, man. That's the line in the movie. I think I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start. start. Um, but, yeah, which is actually kind of clever because, right, it's not just wholesome shit that they're trying nah, to brainwash people. Right. Yeah, Patty Chayeski. Well, they got it. So the idea is that quivering. they're brainwashing the youth of America because yes. they have disposable income from babysitting yeah. and but also, the like. The youth of America are cool enough to, right. they can't just be told to like something. Right. Yeah. They got to be tricked. Sneak yeah. it under music. Yeah. Right. Pink so is that is what black. happens. We are introduced to Parker Posey and her amazing outfits. Orange is the new pack. With feathers. Where, where when she turns, we get like a fun little sound effect, <sighs> like a little. But the Eugene Levy line where he says rock and roll music, or as some, it's known in some cultures, rock music. is really funny. <laughs> He's really good in this. Movie. I know. Um, and then Fiona and has I her. I am an actor. And I am fun, an actor. That was. No, that I was said close. cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this movie treats Eugene Levy like he's Brad Pitt. Right. <laughs> um, but he's perfect, and yes. that scene is perfect. Yeah. You've got Tom Butler, uh, who later would play the president in something or other, right? Yeah. He's a president yeah. in something. Yeah. Uh, the butler did it, yeah. He played the president. Butler did it. Starts uh, as an FBI agent. Yes. Moves uh, on who, to becoming the president. But I love, I is mean, we'll get to this. Is he the president in X-Men 2? Isn't he? In X2 X-Men United? <laughs> I think he is. I think he is, right? I think that's the one that he's the president. Are we going to go on an X-Men tangent? I mean, I mean, Alan Cumming. It's Alan Cumming, though. Oh. My other favorite Alan Cumming performance. It is a pretty good Alan Cumming yeah, performance. Nightcrawler, on the record, my favorite X-Men. Uh, in comic or in he's music? French. Comic and music? German. I love his music, no Nightcrawler. Not finding who. I'm not going to look this up. We have to talk about Josie. He's my favorite in comics and in movies. Parker Posey. Wow. Parker Brain, Posey? Brainwashing the youth of America. Yeah. Trying to... Turns out she has something even more devious. She's trying to hide from the FBI. She's trying to make herself. In the American oh, government. Her bit of where she's just like, where she keeps like being like, yes, of course. And then says something like, oh, wait, that was right close. You'll never, yeah, close. you'll never see it she coming. She keeps doing that. Yeah, it's like, funny though. She's what coming? The way what? that she plays the arch, like kind so of yeah. evil character. It's yeah. so like perfect. God, I love Parker Posey. I have such a crush on her. She is a dream. Yeah, I will. So her, I, technically, her and Wyatt. I mean, Josie and the Pussycats is a comic book. They are comic book villains, and yes. I would argue some of the best comic yeah. book villains, like super villains, we have seen yeah. in cinema. I'm pointing at it. Good point. Yeah, a point for she's, a point. She's an um, yeah, far, yeah, better than I would say some Marvel villains. One point point, and she's, she's better you, than a, a lot point, of Marvel point. villains. A lot of Marvel yeah, villains. I mean, you know, low bar, but still. Well, I'm saying okay, so she's not as good as Malkeith. We are not going through a list of every Marvel villain. <laughs> wow. I think we should go through a list of every Marvel villain right now. Uh, Malkeith. No. Par- Parker Posey would be a good Marvel villain, though. She'd be a good Malkeith. She should have been in Thor. Yeah, she should have been in Thor. Did you see Christopher Eccleston saying that, that making that movie was like having a gun in his mouth? Yeah. Christopher no. Eccleston seems like a not chill guy. Yeah, not be at all. <laughs> Because he also said that, like making Doctor Who was like having a gun in his head or whatever. Like he, he seems yeah. stressed out by making so things. So he made, he made Thor too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's Malachi. Can I can I just make a, a quick observation? Sure. I just wanted to like make 
get to say it on the this podcast. This is your chance to Thank like you. whatever you want to, yeah. Everyone, I just I would just like to point out that uh, Thor Ragnarok is just the Emperor's new groove. Thank you very much. Whoa. It opens with him speaking directly to the camera. Holy cow. So you're he, saying he's David he Spade. Is, he is not ready to rule his land. Right. And he's a he little, he's a little like too a, cocky. And yeah. and then an older woman steps onto the throne and arguably is you know has a better right to that throne right sure but, but also right has there. a slightly homicidal is edge a little, to her is right. a little yeah. evil you know but like you know like you could you kind of get her point like maybe she should be in charge and then and then, the, Carl and then Urban the leader, is crunk? I was gonna say I would say Valkyrie might be well oh no I think Valkyrie, Valkyrie is Pacha yeah well who's the Hulk are Valkyrie and the Hulk kind of I feel of like both Valkyrie Pacha? and the Hulk oh, are both you're right. Pacha they're yeah. half of right because she doesn't want to help him and is kind of like forced into it to get some type of benefit out of right. it she's for herself She's the gruff heart. Hulk right. is the sort of brute force. Right. And she, well, wow. actually, I would also argue that she is a brute force. Um, yeah, no, but he gets like launched out very far away from his phone and it's uh, from his home. Yeah. Wow. And then he phone. has to, sure, he has to find his yeah, way he back. He's gone like a spiritual and physical journey. Right. Of, like, and he's humbled. He's and, humbled by the mm-hmm. journey and right. having to defeat. Wait a second. And he gets his eye person. plucked out in the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And didn't Sting write six original songs for Thor Ragnarok that were all cut out? Yeah, because the, he, they were all on the zither or something. I don't know. I mean, it was short on Eartha Kit, but it was well, Eartha fun, Kit, fun regardless. Eartha Kit did die in between making it those two. So. Bad career move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She could have been a Ragnarok otherwise. Yeah. Uh, all right. So okay. anyway. Yep, also, Dark made. World's Thank the best Thor much. movie done out. I like the ending. I'm with David. I like, I like Dark World. Yeah, it's the best. It's yeah, it's yeah. the best one. The I best don't hate thing. it. Ragnarok is fun. But Ragnarok's anyway, fine. it's Dark the Emperor's Rory. New Groove. Yeah. He's literally. I mean, yeah. now Same I'm just going to watch Emperor's New Groove. More like the Emperor's Old Groove because Cusco. it's already been done by Cusco and Co. What's his name? Um, great movie. movie. Yep. Uh, we should have done that movie as well as Josie and the Pussycats and We're Back a Dinosaur Story. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it's called. So the plane has crashed. <laughs> so yeah, the yeah, plane crashed crash. in Riverdale. No, uh, yeah, I did don't we, know. Did we cover the opening the credits at all? This is Universal Picture. Oh, should we start recording? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did want to mention this is a Mark Platt production. Yeah. He of the Oscar nominee for La La Land. Stolen Oscar for La La Land. Yep. He's the one who got up. He's the one who says, like, well, we didn't win anyway or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Oh, he's no, the older guy. guy who goes up first, and his speech was, here's to the ones, here's to the fools who helped me dream. Right. My aunt, like, then yeah, that was his intro for listing off the things, and then they snatched his Oscar. I know. I you felt mean, bad took for him the because. the one they deserved yeah, that and well, gave it to the best they actually the won. If I had to go up on, uh, on, any stage, but yeah. the Oscar stage. And then I, I delivered a really cheesy speech that I had clearly written beforehand. Here's to the fools and who then was me told dream. I hadn't won. Yeah. I would have literally vanished from existence out <laughs> of shame. If you make a corny speech like that, it's like, what do you just want an Oscar? Give him a break. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> then it's like, an Oscar. Yoink. it's like, kill the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I mean like this is a short movie I mean they're doing the propaganda yeah. and then they, they make their move against Val because they can tell that Val knows what's up Josie listens Val to a, a disc man in the bathtub right uh, she does which while is, they send them to TRL to yeah. get murdered right which is really funny and right. there's until also, you get to the Bill Cosby joke which used bit. to be the funniest part of the movie well, yeah, and yeah, now, like the punchline being wouldn't it be funny if Bill Cosby was violent against women yep. right. <laughs> at the time it was absurd Aries Spears man he's TP and uh, Jerry Maguire yeah, 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 uh, and uh, yeah. So, they, but they they, they, they both they both kick 
their asses. They do. Yeah. And Carson Daly gets beaten up and then he's hosting by TRL. Matt by a cardboard Matt Damon. Yeah, I know, yeah. it's really funny. Uh, I just like that he's hosting TRL. Yeah, I do too. And he's, and he's struggling yeah. to put on this section. Exactly. I just, it's so nasty about TRL. I know. Like, it's yeah. just, I just appreciate that. I remember going to school and telling everyone, like, Carson Daly's the villain of the movie. You have to see this thing. And did anyone go see it? It was very popular within my grade at school I at the time. think kids went to see it. I just think it didn't cross over. But not anyway. enough, clearly. Like, it. I mean, it, if kids had seen it, it would have made more than it made. I think you're right. I think it would have more made like a 30 million, not a 14. Because kids just, they have all that disposable income. They, they do. Just That's what this movie teaches money. But everyone they thought this was Starbucks. like a 70 movie at most. At, at least it was a 70 million dollar film. Well, it wasn't. I know. Uh, so, but yeah, but yeah, and then there's, yeah, so Rachel Lee Cook is bad. Do you like the scene where she's a bad person? Who's a rock star? Great suit. I am. Her suit is amazing. So she's wearing a leopard print. A leopard print blazer with one button done right. and no clothes underneath. Okay. It's a great look. <laughs> no. Can I say my borderline gross thing? But it's important and it has to be noted. Okay. I hosted oh, a screening of this Christ. at Videology with Pilot Verwet. Uh huh. Friend, past and future guest. Past and future guest who this movie is basically like if you kind of like took Pilot's brain and just sort of like mashed it it's onto like a screen. It's ego super ego <laughs> is Josie Val uh, and Melody. It, very much so. But yeah. watching the film uh, on a screen at Videology in front of everyone, I realized th- this is the most braless movie of all time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like pretty pointedly, right? I'm not saying there's any larger point here. I just think it has to be acknowledged. Especially the more famous they get, the more brawless they get. That's true. And and it's the bra very, does not feature in their in their most high concept looks. The, the, what's more uncomfortable to me is the like low rise jeans and them being like capable of doing anything in those somehow. It's a lot it's of like low rise jeans, barely dresses. Lower, the, the I mean, it is, it's 2001. It's the midriff is like right. yeah. the costumer. Spears, exactly. Like Britney you start on the midriff right. and then you figure everything else out. What right. do you call that top? Yep. I was asking you beforehand that comes to a point at your belly button. I don't know why you're looking at me. Ben's the fashion It looks expert. like you wear a bandana around your torso. Exactly. Right. Yes. It's, a, it's like a bandana. It's not like a halter top. It's just like a non-shirt. Right. Like I don't yeah. know how to describe it, but it is. It's like a Tara Reid never wears a shirt that None has like really sleeves do. and no. uh, a midriff. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like always something she, removed. She's lucky if there's like a back to it. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but why is, turns Josie bad, has her stand up Alan M, the hottest guy in Riverdale. He plays a shitty music for a shitty audience Alan, of just Alan Alexandra. Yeah, yeah. But, but he tells her it's canceled. Though. Yes. Right. And yeah, he makes has a to do that calls. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Hold on one second. Yeah. He's funny. A lot of flip phones in this movie. Oh, they're great. They ben. flip out. Yeah. Good tech. Yeah. Good well, tech. it's great. And everything was better at this time. Oh, I see. And everyone who is young now or is old but wasn't young then, yeah. you suck. Sorry, you missed out on the best times. No, you're right. you're right, Ben. This is world. definitely a time right. to be shitting on the teenagers of America. It's not like they've done anything important recently. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. I mean, it's just really too bad they didn't have a portable CD player. Those are. I mean, yeah, I, cool. ideal yeah, right? tech, especially, you know, when you would just walk with them and then it would skip yeah. while you were on the and bus. You, and you would bring your like, CD wallet with your 10 CDs right, in exactly. it because that's all the music you got to listen to. Right. I, I have to hang out on the subway with the score to ants in case I felt like putting that on. 
if you wanted to interact with media, you could go get some really cool magazines or go hang out at a record store instead of downloading bullshit, posting on fucking social media and spending all, right, all your ben. time on a fucking computer. Listening Jesus. to podcasts on your phone. Yeah, fucking podcasts. How do you even if make money? If there are two oh. things we hate, they're podcasts and social media for podcasts. So Damn it. I the can't next even. Thing. You know what? I'm, make, I'm taking a... St- all right, I'm he's standing down. up, folks. All right. no, he's sitting, back he's down. sitting down. And I'm a good boy, and I like it. Great, thanks, good boy. <laughs> Josie, this the she fucking trips. The CD falls out. Yep. She realizes the trance she was her in. Her bus pass also falls out. Yeah, she bag. really kind of yeah. kicks her out mm-hmm. of it. Also, can we point out the the slow song being "You See Me" and it's about like layers underneath. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, the. I love that CGI shot where they go through her headphones, through the cord. That's a good shot. Oh, it's very 2000. The workings of the disc man. Oh man, I love my disc man. But she calls up the Cabots and now in the the final chunk of the movie, they work in the Josie and the Pussycats solving mysteries element, Mm -hmm. which is we have to figure out what's going on here. They check that machine. Figure out the machine is... Uh, you slept with Mr. Movie Phone. <laughs> That's a funny line. Mr. Powell is really great in this so movie. Good. One of our finest. Mr. Movie Phone gag is also great. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Very 2001. Jerkin. Very much so. Jerkin. Uh, Jerkin. Um, and uh, they... What? I, well, here's what I love. I guess... Well, are we getting to... We're getting to the revelation of the mystery. The car scene, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Because, well, yeah, Josie goes to confront at the concert and she shows up at the concert. Yes, because it's like the kid, the be- yeah, basically- Oh no, Parker Posey busted on them when they're at the recording. When they're at the recording, but she, she basically yeah. takes them hostage. Yeah. Right, Yeah, because right, they're yeah. going to blow them up in the car. The MTV mm-hmm. News sketch They've is already, already pre-recorded, recorded which is right. really funny. She's going to do a concert. In a car. Yes, um, so, for friends. Um, and, uh, you know the, the the final subliminal message is revealed, which is that uh, Fiona, Fiona is, is really jerking. cool. Yeah, she's jerking. Fiona, Fiona is, is the prettiest girl in the world, and she doesn't like Mr. Mayfield's line read. So then she starts. She cuts. She does right, which yeah. is also a good bit by Parker yeah. Posey. But if I was a guy, I'd want to date her. If I was a girl, I'd want to be her best friend. <laughs> um, Parker and coming. This is like a Scooby Doo scene. The yeah. unmasking. Yes. But that's the Hanna Barbera thing. That's what I'm saying. It's funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All these—that was was my point. Every I made it. Hanna Barbera used to be animals who were parodies of popular figures, and then they moved to teenagers who solve mysteries. Right, and that was their big contribution to the Josie mysteries. At like abandoned uh, amusement parks and and the such. Well, bad news—you're too old. You got to be a teenager, or you got to be a teenager again. Two thousand one, Ben. Better times. Yeah, 2001, the best year in American history. <laughs> what I love about the final showdown yes. is that the government gets away with it, pins it all on Alan Cumming and Parker Posey, and they never reveal that they were a part of the conspiracy. A cynical movie. I love it. And then go on to say, actually, we're going to shut this whole thing down. We figured movies are so much better. Josie and the Pussycats is the best movie ever. Join, Join the, the army. army. It's so funny. Uh, and we all did. When was that Simpsons episode that has the same plot line? It's after this, right? 100%. It's like a total riff off of this. 100%. The one with NSYNC in it. Yes. It does have that great line where LT Smash is real name is revealed to be Lieutenant LT Smash. It always gets me. Yeah. Uh, so the movie rules and they get up on stage. And they do a great concert. After they've and then, and then destroyed the, she gets Fiona to destroy her own machine. The FBI right. agents come in. DeJour reveals that they've been behind it the entire time. The four actors, the three actors who were busy. In a full cast. Are replaced the by. The monkey is also yes, in a cast. Stunt, well, he also was booking a lot of shit at the time. The That's monkey. the one thing that bugs me. 
The jour thing? The fake du jour? It makes Josie and the Pussycats look like a cheap movie that fucking Donald Faison and Frank and Mayer couldn't clear their They're schedules. Up at the time. Faison was on season three of Clue. I'm aware. I was watching it. But I mean, come on. They couldn't show up for another day of filming. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, it is a little. But, a little but the Metallica cheap. joke is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Question. Nice. And I thank yes. God every day I knew the lyrics to Enter Sandman. He's so dramatic the way he says Enter Sandman. What happened to that guy? The final song. Right. On the album. Yes. Is the exchange between her and the boyfriend in the song. I don't believe so. Oh, like where where he cuts in and he's like, and she can somehow hear him across yeah, the arena yeah, just yeah. going, I love you, Josie. And she's like, I love you too. And then they make I'm out. I'm really Rosario's selfish. Like, I'm going to disrupt this concert for everyone else. Right. I'm very boring, but I'm a man and I'm in your presence. Hottest guy in Riverdale. Kiss me. I like that Josie says like, we're going to play something for you. Yeah. If you like oh, it, that's the, cool. They do the ear thing. If and, you don't, that's cool yeah. too. Right takes the ears off and it's like, if we're going to make it, we got to make it in a way that's real. Right. It's her money ball moment. Well, we also kind of miss, skip over the point of like, not only are uh, Wyatt and um, Fiona. Fiona like secretly evil and right. whatever. This is the Scooby-Doo moment. But right. it turns out, we obviously know the whole plot. It's just they're to learn. Their, but no, fucking no. nerds. But they're, they're both they insecure the and school. it's kind of vaguely right. hinted at throughout the movie yes, about like, what, what, what do you mean you don't want to be? Isn't... Oh no, Wyatt says uh, when all the they're, somehow their high school those girls show yeah. up at their door. Right, don't you? And he's want, like, yeah. "What's the point of being rock stars if you can't like screw over people from your high school?" And then he kind of like coughs and he's like, he was mm-hmm. white ass Wally. He's I been holding it in Wally. for fifteen I think it's years. Brilliant Lisa. to say like all adults are just insecure people, right. especially in the entertainment industry. Exactly. Either you, you own like, it, you try to make beautiful art about it, or you become vindictive point. and want power. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie. It's also funny to think how the music industry used to have power. I know. That's the other thing that's a real trip about this movie. Like, a label? What the hell? Who cares? They don't even talk about, like, Napster. Like, the idea of pirating doesn't even factor into this movie. Was it even It was. It was. Oh, yes. It was was like 99-2000 was when that started. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I started using LimeWire after that. No, I didn't. No, no. I was such honest. a big Napster Don't kid. I was a big yeah. Napster kid. I liked yeah. SoulSeek. Do you I remember, remember Soul taking Seek? like two months Zah. to put together like a Zah. mix CD because Napster took and then you so have to download the right up. pictures. Oh or God, I would, you would download own. the wrong version yeah. of it. I had the wrong version of like a Beatles song t- for like years hey. on my phone and realized like my friend was like, "This is not the Beatles." Let's <laughs> let's uh, Wait, let's all find game. our uh, our our mix uh, tapes. Or like mix CDs from this time. I know I can find mine. Oh yeah, I can oh, find yeah, mine. percent. All right, I want. I want them. When this episode comes out, we got to put out that could, track list. Okay, so. yeah. Jesus. All right. But, but speaking of track lists, Angie's brought in a little bit of a merchandise. Spotlight. That's true. We do have to do a merchandise Which, spotlight, courtesy of my brother, as a gift for uh, this past Christmas. Oh, okay. Because I almost congrats got Angel's one brother. for you, and I felt like I remembered you posting that you had gotten it. I also right. have bought this for myself. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Because at the time of the release, it irked me how close the soundtrack was to what I wanted. Because okay. it was like music from Josie and the Pussycats, an original soundtrack. And then it's all Josie tracks other than DeJour. And I was like, I wish they had gone the extra mile and just committed to this being an album by Josie and the Pussycats. Right. And now, Angie, if you want to present this. Yeah. I, I have a, a record from Me- Mega Records. 
with the um, same cover that they have in the film. Right. Not the movie poster. Nope. Uh, of Josie and the Pussycats. It is the 15th anniversary, I believe. I'm God, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, the record itself is purple leopard print. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's a yeah. hot record. Pass that around. It's oh, it's got the Mega Records uh, logo. And they originally released this. They did a screening in L.A. where they had uh, the woman from, from Letters to Cleo mm-hmm. perform Damn. the songs yeah. live. And they had Rachel Lee Cook, our finest actress. They actually had the whole cast. They had uh, everyone um, there. Rosario made it at the end, I guess. Aww. Yeah, it was cute. Because it was so sad because Val is left out. And then I think she was like on a flight or something and got caught up. But she eventually gets to join the the panel that's awesome but it's it's really great because they have so they interview both directors i can't remember if babyface might be interviewed in that too um and he talks about how like he never really worked on anything like pop rock or whatever so this was kind of like a challenge for him there's interviews with like tara reed and rachel lee cook you you um, want some other people who got special thanks on here sure yeah from the music industry yes uh biff naked remember her that was a thing. Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows. Tommy Matola. Sure. I think it's interesting, all these people who, who worked yeah. on the music and of the so film. And so the fun thing about this Matthew record. Sweet. You okay. have Girlfriend. Remember that album? Uh, vaguely. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. Anyway. It also comes with a 45 of DuJour. Now, this is, is what amazing. I really love because Around it separates the, the DuJour into white. its own corner. Yes. And it, keep, it gives you a pure Josie album as if they're a real band. It's pretty sweet. Ben's looking at it. Uh, and I think one reason you were confused is yep. the poster for Josie and the Pussycats says in theaters this April and then below it says movie soundtrack in, scores, in stores March 27th. Uh, they pre-released said, the movie soundtrack. I think they, well, because it was like playing, I watched clips. I also, I was on YouTube and I was watching, um, there, there was like apparently on TRL, MTV's New Year's special had the cast of Josie and the Pussycats sure, sure. leading into 2001. See, there, there it is so much wild. Hype. That is wild, and that is the most but 2001 thing in the like, world. But it sounds like spring, like January into into March was them like marketing the hell out of it, playing it on yeah. MTV. <sighs> well, as they're mocking at MTV. the Footlocker, they yeah. they made right. their they they made their play, but it opened to 4.5 million dollars, number seven. I mean, insane at the April 13th box office. Insane! It crushed at the Woburn Blockbuster the next year. <laughs> that was a, they made. They were like, "Geez, we made the money back for right? the budget just, just off of that." So I distinctly remember one of the movies that outgrossed Josie this weekend. I don't know if it was in the top five, but I remember it had no hype going into it. Didn't open at number one, but still outperformed Josie, which is Kingdom Come. That opened at number six. That movie isn't bad. I Never saw it. it. Not bad in theaters. Not bad. It's a funny, you know. Ensemble comedy, okay. you know. So we have, we have six cool and seven J. established. Give me, let's go through number one at the box office. But yeah, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come's not bad. All right, so number one at the box office. It's its third week at the box office. So it's running the table. Last weekend, my friends, it was number one at the box office. The weekend before, number one at the box. it was number one at the box office. In its third week, it has grossed uh, $68 million. I saw this movie in theaters. It's very funny. What's the final gross? Final gross is... $112 million. Wow. It spawned three sequels. It's comedy. Action comedy. Spy Kids. Also, also featuring, featuring Alan, Alan Cumming as a villain. God. What's his name? What's his uh, name? Flug, what is his right? name? Right? Huh? Is it Flug? Flug, like, that Flug? sounds right. Flug? I just remember the thumbkins. It's the F. 
I think his name's Floop. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Fegan Floop. Thank you. That's his name. I wasn't really disputing it, but uh, great movie. IMO, Robert Rodriguez. His best film. Spy Kids? Yeah. No. What's his best movie? From Dust Till Dawn. No, it's called Spy Kids. No, it's definitely from <laughs> Dust Till Dawn. I'll tell you why. Which is an amazing movie. I'll tell you why it's Spy, Spy Kids. Kids because Spy Kids doesn't force you to listen to Quentin Tarantino describe oral sex. Yes, well, that's mm. a fair point. That immediately knocks points off of From fair Dust Till Dawn. Fair point. Uh, Spy Kids 1 rules. Spy Kids 2 is pretty good. Uh, Not bad. Buscemi. Buscemi's funny. He fucks in it. Uh mm. Plays Dr. Romero. He makes his little <laughs> Harryhausen monsters. Uh, and Spy Kids 3, oh I don't really remember. Spy Kids 3D Game Over? Yeah, it's the one with it's Sly. It's a perfect movie. Is it? Yeah, it's a perfect film. What's the okay, fourth how, one? Uh, All the Time in the World. And it was released in 4D. There was a scratch and sniff card. <laughs> the f- that one doesn't share characters. It's it's a new family new of Spy Kids. Altogether. It's Jessica Alba. No, and no, no, no. Alexa Vega and Daryl Sabar are in that movie. Appear yeah. briefly as yeah. elder statesmen. Yeah. But the main crux of the movie is... It's new. It's like... Uh, Joel, Joel McHale, McHale and Jessica and, Alba and right. their two kids, one of whom has a hearing aid. Spy Kids rules. Uh, love Spy Kids. Uh, it's great. Also, I think was just a genuine box office surprise. Like, yeah. I don't think they saw that movie making 112 and like... No, it was a big hit. And they even like re-released it later with deleted scenes. They did like a special edition. I remember that. Yeah. There was a shark sequence that they added back in. Sweet. Rom loved Spy Kids. It's a great movie. Number yeah. two at the box office mm-hmm. is a, um, I guess like a, a thriller, mystery thriller based on popular series of books. It's the second in this series. Oh, oh, it's... Uh, it has a very yeah. famously strange CGI opening sequence. Yes. yes. Long Came a Spider with... Morgan Freeman and Monica Potter. But at this point, it's like, that's in its third weekend, right? Second. Second. Spy Kids is in its third weekend. Everyone's like, Josie. Josie should dethrone these. Nope. These two films. Yeah. Nope. Remember the opening sequence of that? Like the weird car crash. Very weird CGI in that The only thing I know is that you don't cross Alex Cross. (laughs) Is that the tagline? Uh, Yes. It's the tagline of a later Alex Cross movie starring Tyler Perry. Yeah, but this is back when it was Morgan Freeman, baby. Alex he had a Cross. franchise. Everyone's favorite film character, Alex Cross. He's cool. Don't cross him. Don't cross him. Number three at the box office. I'm assuming you saw Spy Kids. Maybe not in yeah. theaters, but you saw it. Oh, I remember. Probably didn't see Along Came a Spider. Shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> New film. Point. New film. Point point. Yeah. Uh, it was. It would go on to be Oscar nominated, which is surprising for an April release. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Romantic comedy. Rated R, you know, um, based on a book. Bridget Jones. I totally forgot that came out in April. I thought that came out, you know. And then the next weekend it becomes number one. It's a rare movie that rises. You're right. The next weekend it drops 5%. And everything else dropped more. And And the only thing that opened was Freddy Got Fingered in Crocodile and Dundee in Los Angeles. Like, Josie the Pussycats was supposed to have like a six-week run. We should do that. At number one. I know. It had like the right, like teen movies were big. Cartoon adaptations were big. Like everyone's like, this is going to fucking rule the charts. Did you see Bridget Jones? No, no, no not in theaters, but you know, no, I've later seen in Bridget life. Jones. Fair enough. I saw in theaters. I'm I saw good. it with my mom. I went to the premiere in London. Oh, shut the fuck up. In London. Literally shut the fuck up. That was r- very surprising when she got nominated, right? She's stuck in there, but. 
as strange as this sounds, there was the note uh, that the, the prevailing feeling at the time was that she'd been snubbed for Nurse Betty the year before. Right. So it was kind of like, uh, and also she'd been snubbed for Jerry Maguire. She was Maguire. legit snubbed for Jerry. So it was sort of like, a, ah, we should probably, you know, squeeze Power her in a bone. There. And she yeah. is good in that one. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's good. good. I mean, they're yeah. fun movies. Hugh Grant, to me, is like the, the best part of the Bridget Jones uh, movies. He's the best part of is any movie. Paddington? He's the best part of Paddington, He too. plays uh, Phoenix Buchanan in the Bridget Jones trilogy. Pretty much. Um, number four is another new movie. It's a comedy. Uh, seems like a Ben movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when any description of a film is a yeah. Ben movie. I could, I could, did you see this one in theaters? Definitely. <laughs> is this a Ben star? Uh, you weigh in on that, Ben. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't have a lot. He has some, you know what? I take it back. He's had some starring roles. He's I, an I SNL alum. I'm not all in, mm. but I like. Not all in, okay. I'm not all in. So you I, hear Blank is in a movie. You're not like, I'm there. No. But you hear Blank is in Blank, and you're like, yeah, I'm there. Okay, wait. So it's it's April of, two, oh, I know what it is. What is it? This is the most banned movie of all time. Yep. This is Joe Dirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which outgrossed Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Oh, and it's sad. first weekend? And in, in, in all of its weekends. <laughs> and it's final total. Yeah, uh, David Spade is she, Joe Dirt. I have never seen Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt by Benny. Joe, ben, Joe Dirt by ben Benny. Ben just made a face at me. I mean, if yeah. I, I don't remember much, this was like a film that was on Comedy Central yeah. a lot. A dog's balls like freeze to mm-hmm. um, some poor steps. That, um, there's something about a meteorite made out of shit. Yeah. That's it's all also, I remember. It's weirdly... Like tragicomic. It's at like points. a it's like a sort of um, Pilgrim's Progress type movie, right? Like he sort of like goes on a journey. And Do you know like, what the superstructure of that movie is? Uh, yes. No, I have no idea. Dennis Miller <laughs> is like a fucking shock jock. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And Dennis Miller's a shock jock, okay. and there's this janitor who they all fucking make fun of, and he's the and they janitor, decide to throw him on Mike right. Stern side Stern style to like make fun of the weirdo, and they're like, "So what's your fucking story? Where's this haircut come from?" And he tells this story that ends up being really tragic about his life. Oh, weird. He tells them this weird picker-esque journey of how he got to the point where he was working at a janitor, like the rise and fall of Joe Dirt. And then it ends with like America glued to this radio program that ends on this note of like, yeah, and I lost my love. I lost my family. I lost everything. And yeah. Joe Dirt becomes like a folk hero. Hey, guys, I know you, you're fans of podcasts and maybe you've thought about starting your own podcast, but, uh, you know, it's easy to record a show. But how do you reach listeners? How do you build an audience? Uh, you should come to Audio Boom. Uh, you know, they're the partners of this show and they can help with a $9.99 monthly subscription plan for hosting and distribution. You know, with $9.99 a month, you get 200 minutes of recording time for each episode. That's almost as long as an episode of Blank Check, Ben. It's close. Um, you get a branded homepage on the Audioboom platform. You get embeddable players for web and social media. You get unlimited storage. You get episode scheduling, so things will post automatically. Which is huge. Yes, that's very helpful. Uh, because you don't want to have to be like on demand, right? On you don't have call. to. Oh, I have to get to a computer right now to like post the episode at nine a.m. or whatever. Right. And thanks to Audioboom's partnerships with leading distribution and streaming platforms, your show may be eligible for placement on Apple. Podcasts. Podcasts on Google Play, on Spotify and Stitcher, and tune in pending approval from each platform. Which is great. Again, just I'll give you an insight um, from my end yeah, as a producer. You're the of this producer. Show, it is, uh, you know, there's iTunes, but all these other platforms, being able to access them is really important to, again to getting to Android listeners. Yeah, or users. people use all kinds of apps. Right. And like, and it's right. Spotify it, it, is like a burgeoning, like, 
people uh, listen to the podcast platform. Yeah, for sure. No, and, for sure. And like, you know, yeah, it just gets you into all those without you having to do it individually, you know, one by one. And with Audio Boom's advanced analytics, you'll be able to see how often your show's been downloaded, what devices your audiences use to listen to the show, the age and the gender and the location of your listeners, and so much more. Uh, it's cool, yeah. right? I mean, so, you use Audio Boom. Uh, if you guys are interested, you can sign up. For a $10 monthly subscription plan, just go to audioboom.com slash start and sign up today. That's A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O-M dot com slash S-T-A-R-T. Sign up now. You get the support you need to start your podcast today. That's audioboom.com slash start. Thanks for spelling it out. Number five at the box office is a film. I saw... All of these in theaters except for Joe Dirt. I saw all of these except for Along Came a Spider. And I didn't see Joe Dirt because I don't. It, if it came out in Britain, it came and went. They, you know the the whole Where? SNL. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying it played in U.S. theaters, first round theaters for at least six weeks. So when you got back home to New York, you would have been able to see it. I love how the new bit is. I went on vacation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to Britain. Yeah. All right. So the fifth film I saw this in theaters. It's um. Uh, hmm. it's like kind of an epic drama. Epic drama, but like a period piece. It's like sort period of a piece. cool movie. Cool movie. Uh, ben's it's nodding. kind of crazy that this movie exists. Um, two thousand one. Two thousand one. How do you describe this movie, Ben? It's it's historical. It's like a historical drama. Yeah, but like you know, recentish. It's like seventies or whatever. You know. Yeah. This is, a, this is another Ben. It's movie. an anti-hero movie. Uh, is it blow? Yes. Fuck! Do you do this? I mean, we're talking especially it's tough. I mean, this run of years. Yeah, me too. What year Pain. did you like get started in the box office game? I'll tell. You, I started tracking the box office when Toy Story came out because Toy Story is my favorite movie. So ninety five. But yeah. when we get to like ninety nine to two thousand and seven, I'm so fucking in it. Right. And my dad and I have the ritual around like every Monday morning, cracking open right. the paper. And the other thing you have to remember is my dad would literally cover his hand over the ten. And have me guess in escalating order where films were. Right. So like the weekend this comes out. He was like, out, I'm training for you a podcast someday. I mean, essentially he was yeah. like, wax on, wax on. And then you're on. like, what's a podcast? Right. right. Uh, but like this weekend I was like, Josie's number one. We know Josie's number one. And you're not getting reports about Friday like we have no, now. No, I know, I know. Yeah, it's right? more of a guessing game. So it's like so Monday morning you have no idea what it's going to be. And he like goes through the top ten. It's like number ten. Okay, whatever. Eight. Someone then, like you. And then when Josie and the Pussycats is seven, I like lose my mind. Yeah. It did manage to beat out the second weekend of Pokemon 3. What's the subtitle of Pokemon 3? The movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I think in Japan, in Japan, they have more elaborate subtitles that explain the plot of the movie. But in America, they would just reduce that to Pokemon the movie 2000. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like try and keep it. Uh, Dave, are you down. saying America makes films dumber for their audiences? Sure. Simplify yeah. it the, because yeah. we don't understand. The basic second one concepts. was uh-huh. released here as Pokemon 2000, the movie. Pokemon right? the movie 2000. Okay. And then <laughs> the first one was called Pokemon the first movie. Yes. Which felt like a threat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they knew they had already made five more of yes. them. Whereas in Japan, it's called uh, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. Right. Uh, which is which to be fair would be a weird thing to release the first movie as because yeah. uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back what do we do right. and here is Pokemon Cole in the first movie but all of the advertising used Mew versus Mewtwo yes 
Uh, also, Pokemon, the first movie, is kind of two movies. The first 20 minutes are an entirely different movie. It's a short film about P- Pikachu like having some fun on the beach, practically. A character everyone thought was named Pika Blue. That was the rumor, because he looked like a blue Pikachu. It's um, Pikachu's vacation. Pokemon, two, Pokemon the movie 2000 in Japan is called Pokemon uh, Revelation Lugia, which is pretty fucking cool name. The soundtrack for the Pokemon movie is fucking nuts. That had been said, Pokemon, go fuck themselves. Uh, whereas Pokemon 3 in America, Pokemon 3, colon, the movie. Mm-hmm. Seems a little uh, hat in a hat there, but yep. okay. Uh, is called Pocket Monsters, the movie, Lord of the Unknown Tower, which, <laughs> hello, I want to meet that uh, lord. And then Pokemon Forever, right? Pokemon Forever or Pokemon Monsters, the movie, Celeb- Celebi, a timeless encounter. God. So <laughs> They're so much better. And then Pokemon 5, I don't think that one even came out in America. They, that was when it was now just like I a, think that's when Miramax starts releasing them in like limited. Yeah. Like, yeah. like in sort of like yeah. uh, Fathom Events style, sort yes. of one day only. Right? Yes. And you get like a free <laughs> card. I saw Pokemon 1 and 2 in theaters. I didn't see 3. I one time went up to my friends who were playing with their dumb cards. Oh, yeah. You sound like one of the people who were mean to me when I was a teen. I took my arm and I threw them all off the table. You sound like one of those kids that when I was a kid, I was like, he has a real attitude problem. (laughs) Hell yeah. Were you still chubby at this stage? Yep. (laughs) Were you full of rage? Yeah. (laughs) Then just walking by with his tuba. Okay. Fuck was it a tuba? Am I getting that wrong? And Trumpet. Yes. It was no, a tuba. Was you a nailed tuba. him to the fucking wall. It was a tuba. Boy. They gave me the a tuba. Savage dunk, Ange. And I remember my He's music teacher was by. like, "You should play the tuba because you can, um, you can, you can hold on to it." <laughs> and I remember in my mind being <laughs> like, "Cause you're fat." She was saying, Aww. she was saying you could wear it like a belt. That's what she was saying. That you wouldn't have to hold it. It fits you. It's like an inner tube. Yep. Yep. And an air tuba. Um, so. Oh, I got another merchandise by Light. David's oh, yeah. going to hate it. They're, they, Honestly, I don't care. I'm weirdly zen right now. Okay. Uh, there, was, there was a company that made a line of dolls. They did them for two movies and then gave up. Uh, the first was Charlie's Angels. Sure. Mm-hmm. The second was Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, how did I own those? Where they tried to apply two weird types of technology Uh-oh. that were kind of primitive. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a company called Jax who mostly then did WWF shit do this fast yeah <laughs> I'm already losing patience it's amazing <laughs> one they I'm were like you today. said you were weirdly <laughs> zen I know not anymore <laughs> half a minute later alright hurry up with that shit <laughs> one yeah. they were like sculptors ha who needs them we're gonna scan them digitally yep. which now is common practice but at the time made them look really creepy right should I find these? Jack's Charlie's Angels? Uh, or Jack's uh, Josie and the Pussycats would be more relevant. Right. The second thing was they made them where they had like internal skeletons and then covered them in rubber. Ew. So that you couldn't see like the joints, but they could move. No. So, How do you spell Jack's? J-A-K-K-S. Oh. Um, so A, they bent <laughs> so weird. So they were Westworld. Yeah, they were like yeah. Westworld oh. animatrons. Like right? <laughs> No, oh, I don't like it at all. It's going to be a very upsetting like merchandise spotlight. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Their bodies were mushy, and then also the rubber would deteriorate over time. <laughs> so they'd look like Terminators. I don't know. They're very strange. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to buy a set of them on eBay. God, they look <laughs> creepy. All right. Uh, yeah, that's enough. They're creepy. Go look up the creepy Josie and the Pussycat stall. And, and hey, maybe we'll post a picture on the Instagram. Yeah. Another yeah. fabulous yeah. account run by Ange that you should all follow. Yep. That's right. I do well, the the tweets. I do the Instagrams. I do the Facebook. Maybe not as much. I don't go nuts on Reddit. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, 
that Ange we already best. got sentimental. Ange is the best. Ange is the and we best. also should officially say here at the end of this episode that uh, Ange's title is associate producer. Hell yeah. <gasps> True. Associate producer. Ange. Am I Ange a producer? Perhaps Ange will graduate to certain nicknames such as Angelians with a dollar sign. <laughs> Say Boy, Angie. Thing. This is cold, guys. This is off the dome. <laughs> wow. Uh, St- strange days. Hey. Hey. Pretty good. That works. And who's your favorite? What's your favorite miniseries? That's tough. Okay, that's fine. Can I say my least favorite? I don't know. Yeah, say your least favorite. I will. Okay. Well, I one of some of my favorite episodes. I do love War Horse. I've never seen it. Gotta fuck that horse. Lincoln. Lincoln was fun. That's I think one of our funniest steps. I I think because I cried when (laughs) Ben said something about like these like major men in history like wiped their butts with their hands. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they didn't have dollar shit. <laughs> and then, club. like, signed the Declaration of Independence or whatever. It <laughs> was stinky just, butts, no butt wipe. Yeah. Yep. Um, an astute point I, I did not see when Lincoln came out. Um, but wait, are you saying Spielberg's your least favorite miniseries? I was such a slog because he's wow. no fun. Hey. You guys, hey. you had some good episodes. I just I will have a say. a friend named Tintin who would disagree with you. <laughs> no, that's okay. fair. That's fair. But a I, nose like, for a good story and an ear for adventure. Our, I think fun episodes, but I think if we're talking like arc sure. of like where is this director going and, yeah. and things like that, it was just like wow, he was very successful and he continued being very successful. Well, but we and all know he where he was made going. a lot of money, and we all know where he's. I'm just he like was going into no... the Oasis. Can't wait to record that up. Ep- oh boy, that episode's gonna be full of Easter eggs. You think there's a lot of references? <laughs> uh, should we also know like, the next miniseries? Wait, or do we, we do that? Oh! Yeah, Can I do it? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. I just trying to remember where we are in the timeline. Uh, yes. Do I remember? James L. Brooks is all wrapped up, oh, you yeah. crazy person. Put a bow on that. And now, Andrew, would you like to announce the following miniseries? The you know what it is? Next miniseries, <laughs> I hope I don't have to check my phone, sure. is one Brad Bird. That's Correct. right. We're taking flight with the bird. Taken to the sky. There We've recorded. Some dumb bit Griff would have said. So. All of those episodes already. Yeah. Wow. They're fucking hilarious. Except for Incredibles 2. Except for Incredibles 2, which is, of course, the peg for Brad. Yeah. We've wanted to do him from the beginning. The peg. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's my term. Okay. It's a journalism term. I, I, maybe you guys Jeez. don't even know that one. I was a journalism major. My, I get it. My, I my editor asks me all the time, what's the peg? Wait a second, but how would you know journalism terms if you grew up in the United States of America? <laughs> it's a good they question. Don't, they don't, they don't do teach you shit here. Anywhere else. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're doing Braddy uh, in a miniseries we like to call the Podcastables. That's yeah. what we're calling it, right? Yeah, I can't that remember. was the best we got. Yeah, sure. Get ready for Tomorrowland takes. Not no. tomorrow, in the coming weeks. That, that's a great episode. You should also know that uh, the Iron Giant episode we repeatedly, in during while recording it, called it the worst episode we've ever done. Oh, no. I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, no, it's so good, Ange. It's okay. the, like a great app, right? Yeah, we, I mean, you are who you choose to <laughs> be. Know. We, we, the podcast is what you choose to cast. Pod, yep. We do to the Iron is Giant. Point for point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What Ready Player Nailed One it. did to the Iron Giant. Which is, oh yeah. Desecrated. I have, I have no a idea bunch what it means of guns. We, yeah, we haven't seen Ready Player One yet either. shoot things up. Did they bring Vin back for Ready Player One? I don't know. Is his shirt off is the question. Well, that's the thing I like about the Iron Giant is that dude never fucking wears a shirt because it's a goddamn Vin Diesel movie. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Oh wait, can I give a quick shout out? To anyone. Quick, 
There were like three blankies who said their birthdays were today. What? The day that this today, comes out? May 7th. Okay. Yep. So I just want to wish a happy birthday to Stephen Roth. Hells yeah. Who's excited to hear this episode? The great Mike, Stephen Roth. Yep. Mike Lewis. The great Mike Lewis. And Aaron Reed. The great Aaron Reed. Happy birthday, guys. And you're so on top of social media that you know the blanky birthdays. They tweeted out the show and I was like, yeah. It's amazing. I don't even know my mom's birthday. <laughs> I don't know my birthday. Yeah. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, right. That's. I mean, right. That's the height, not the joke. Yeah. Um, you should come a little faster on the uh-huh. queue. We we set you up for that one. Uh, Ben's the greatest producer of all time. He's totally jerking. His outfits are amazing. Yeah. I love them. They're just uh, so impressive. Yeah, I, I can't believe I he was I wish I so... could be like Ben. Uh, hey, 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 you know what? Big thanks to Andrew Gouda for our social media. Yep. Lay Montgomery for our theme song. Whatever. Joe Bonaparte Reynolds for our artwork. Take a hike. <laughs> Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> and... Oh, wait, can I shout out my Twitter feed real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh, I didn't get oh. to do any... Yeah. Yeah, do that. So, subliminal message it or just no, no, straight up just, say it. Just straight yeah. up say yeah. it. We're, we're, we're never going to have subliminal, subliminal messages. messages and just real. Rick people yeah. is following me. I'm just going to tell them straight up. My Twitter account is Magnafarda. Which five yeah. comedy points. Thank you. Funny. Funny handle. Yeah, guys, follow Ange. And follow Blank Check. And follow Blank follow Check. Follow Blank Check. Add Blank Check And also follow your heart. Instagram. Just at the end of the day. Good point. Follow your Tag heart. Tag us in your fan art. Do that. Yeah, that. send us fan art. Um, and also, I wanted to mention that this coming Friday, May 11th at 9.30, is a performance of a sketch comedy show I wrote. And I would love, love to have Blankies come out and support. It's called Vapor 2099. And it's a science fiction themed sketch comedy show set in a dystopian cyberpunk future. So think 2001, a space odyssey, but with flying drones, floating 3D cones, tons of vaping, and of course, vaporwave music. I mean, come on. The cast features performers who regularly can be seen in NYC at venues like UCB, Union Hall, and have credits that include Adult Swim, IFC, Conan on TBS, Funny or Die, The Chris Gethard Show on True TV, and more. It will be performed at Brick Theater in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And in the episode description, you can find ticket links and more information. Thanks. Oh, and you posted something to our blank check Instagram. I did, yeah. yeah. Spoilers! I'll find it. Follow if you follow us, you'll see. Spoilers. Uh, and thank you to Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring the show. And as always, Dijon means soup. Dollars.